This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Monday, May 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, two people were killed and 12 others were injured in a mass shooting during a house party near Bridgeton, New Jersey. New Jersey State Police said a 30-year-old man and a 25-year-old woman died in the shooting. Family members identified the 25-year-old victim as Asia Hester. One of the 12 people who were injured is in critical condition. All of the victims were adults, according to investigators. Six of the victims were rushed to Cooper University Hospital Sunday morning. Two victims were released while four others remained hospitalized for more serious injuries. No arrests have been made yet. State police and uh, and said the motive remains under investigation. Officers were called to the home on East Commerce Street in Fairfield Township, Cumberland County at about 11.50 p.m. on Saturday. More than 100 people were at the home for a 90s theme party. At the time, officials said residents said the trouble started when people from a neighboring party showed up at the home. Uh, police began searching a large area around the home, including nearby woods and a cemetery. And they haven't really released information if um, people at the party are talking or yeah. information or what. So the impression is that you had like one, like warring parties, basically. Yeah. But I haven't seen much else or on somebody that. crashing another. Yeah, somebody was yeah. crashing the other party. And maybe they were 80s based. Like, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. No, but I, I was curious why they haven't been able to nail down any suspects yet or yeah. said anything. So maybe they wandered in from another party and... Nobody knew them, and then they, you know, went crazy with guns. I don't know. They had, ABC was, uh, had a chopper over the the scene like on on Sunday morning and you could there was just like trash there's debris all everywhere over the, the tent was knocked over I guess cars still remained lined on the blocks they said there were cars like parked blocks away yeah. to this party looks like a battlefield from the uh, sky yeah it does about a hundred people they said so uh, they're still looking for whoever the shooter is mask wearing could come to an end for fully vaccinated people in New Jersey in most situations while the CDC released new guidelines this month saying fully vaccinated people can go without masks in most situations outdoors and indoors. New Jersey kept its indoor mask wearing mandate for everyone vaccinated or not. That's expected to change today as Governor Murphy is expected to announce that starting Friday, May 28th, fully vaccinated people can go without a mask indoors. The new guidance makes things a little complicated for businesses. Many businesses will keep their employees masked just to make sure that everyone feels safe and comfortable, but may also ask customers to wear masks as well. But most say lifting mask requirements is a big and much needed step forward. Governor Murphy is expected to release more details during his 1 p.m. COVID-19 briefing later today. A two-week seatbelt enforcement campaign began in New Jersey, but police in neighboring states are also joining in. It's the annual Click It or Ticket campaign. The National Highway Safety Traffic Safety Administration says nearly half of the 22,000 people who died in vehicle crashes nationwide in 2019 were not wearing seatbelts. Beginning today, police departments across the Garden State are staging seatbelt checkpoints and other awareness events to get drivers and passengers to buckle up. Police on the Jersey border in Pennsylvania and New York are also teaming up to help find those who are not wearing seatbelts. There are people that don't wear seatbelts. Yeah, I know, right? You know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, uh, okay, yeah. I thought it was pretty standard that that's what you do. There are people who talk with their phones, uh, you know, and hold them up to their ears when they're driving, which is illegal as well. So in some cases, so there are a lot of people do illegal things. To me, when I get into the car, I like to feel. Locked in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like the belt oh, yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like... I yeah. like to feel like I'm, I'm I'm tight to the seat. Yep. You know, and I, I don't... I never liked... Years ago, I had a loose seatbelt, and, and it drove me crazy because it was like, 
I just didn't feel like I was I in the like seat. feel like something's yeah. not right. Something mm-hmm. like you can't start I know. driving yeah. if oh, it's yeah. not. If so, you know, how are you going to play NASCAR if you're not locked in? I um I, I don't know who it was that was speaking, but I heard somebody say uh, they were probably with the National uh, Transportation Administration. But they said uh, you would you wouldn't get on a roller coaster without buckling in. Why would you get in your car? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's a good point. Yep. Uh, so starting today, the campaign will feature highly visible seatbelt checkpoints uh, at the state borders. The goal is to reinforce the fact that this is a nationwide campaign and seatbelt usage and the life-saving purpose of seatbelts doesn't change when you cross the border from one state to another. What level ticket is that? If you do, do they have an idea? You know it's like I, a secondary level? I didn't see the... So um, they, they're going to have these checkpoints, but they can also pull you over if um, they observe you in some sort of violation. Can they so, execute you on the spot or no? No, but it, like I think that they can't pull you over just for not wearing a seatbelt, but if you do something or there's another violation, they'll pull you over and then anybody in the car who's not wearing a seatbelt, you'll get ticketed mm. for. But I guess at these checkpoints, you're going to have to stop, so it doesn't have to be a violation. Mm. Uh, police departments in the Garden State will be splitting more than $800,000 in grant money to pay for seatbelt checkpoints over time and personnel for the ticket blitz. From May 24th to June 6th, officers will mobilize to enforce the seatbelt laws. In sports this morning. In game one of their opening round series, the Sixers beat the Washington Wizards yesterday afternoon. Tobias Harris led the team's offense and scored 37 points. Joel Embiid added 30, and the Sixers won 125 to 118. It was their first playoff win in two years, even as Ben Simmons went 0 for 6 from the free throw line and scored only six points but contributed 15 rebounds and 15 assists. Game two was Wednesday night. The Phillies beat the Red Sox yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Struck out a career high tying 12, and the Phillies ended a four game losing streak, winning 6 to 2. Otubel Herrera doubled twice, and Brad Miller hit a three run home run as the Phillies avoided the sweep. Wheeler allowed only three hits in seven and a third innings and retired 17 straight batters after a leadoff single. The Phillies hit the road this week and opened up a four game uh, series in South Florida tonight with the game against the Miami Marlins. Zach Eflin will get the start at 640. In soccer, Casper Shabilko scored the only goal goal to help the Union earn a 1-0 win over D.C. United last night in Washington. The Union's goalkeeper, Andre Blake, made seven saves while recording his fourth shutout of the season and the 42nd of his career. And in golf, (laughs) Phil Mickelson captured his sixth major yesterday at the PGA At the age of 50, he became the oldest winner in the 161 years of the major championship golf. It was his first major since 2013. Mickelson closed with a 1 over 73 to win by two shots over Brooks Kepka. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thanks, uh, Kath. Trusting everybody had a good weekend as we uh, get back into the work week. We we do have a lot of things planned for Monday morning. I love it. First of all, a word of the week prize, a new one, $300 from the Ardent Credit Union. So we're continuing our cash thing. Cash is an awesome gift. It is a nice thing. So we are looking forward to that. Also looking forward to speaking to our two guests today. We will have actor Steve Buscemi on the program. He is promoting the National Memorial Day concert, which is produced uh, from locations nationwide. And that will be Sunday on PBS, uh, the night before Memorial Day. So we'll talk to Steve about that later on. Uh, Doing some research on Steve Buscemi, I, I... 
meandered on over to a people with Steve Buscemi eyes. That's oh, yes. <laughs> Forgot about that. It's so good. Is it where they put his eyes yes. on? Yeah, yeah they yeah, Photoshop yeah, yeah, his yeah, eyes yeah. on yeah. famous it's people. Awesome, yeah. yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> and then we're going to have drummer Chad Smith of the Red yeah. Hot Chili Peppers on this morning. He is going to be... Uh, at the Jersey Shore, uh, is that this coming weekend, Casey? Yeah, Friday to Monday. All right, he'll be at the Ocean Galleries in Stone Harbor. And Friday to Monday, so he's going to be spending some time down there. Yeah. Do you think they're relaxing the mask rules for him? Because uh, that, right? especially maybe that's the reason. He's a big Chili that, Peppers fan. That yeah. he will be I in, mean, uh, uh, yeah. on the uh, Jersey Shore, and therefore uh, no more masks. No, I don't know what they do. But oh. anyway. <laughs> but we're going to Zoom with him. Oh really? Uh, you know, it's just cool. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, he is a he's an artist, and uh, he's going to be displaying his stuff at uh, uh, that location in uh, in uh, Stone Harbor over the weekend. So, we'll talk to him in a little bit this morning. See what's Very going cool. on. Uh, now we do have some business to take care of, and that's a coolest teacher. We need to award yet another teacher who has gov- gone above and beyond the call of duty and uh, made an impact in some young people's lives this past year. So we had. Put the word out for Bishop McDevitt High School in Wincote, Pennsylvania. And we have the votes. The tallies are in. And we award the coolest teacher of the year to Mrs. Anne Marie Heaps. Yeah. Mrs. Heaps is our winner, and she is a science teacher at Bishop McDevitt, and she has been teaching chemistry and physics for nine years. Uh, They have dubbed her the Schoology Guru, and for those of you who have kids that go to public school, Schoology is the, uh, it's essentially the software program that they use to, uh, you know, get their assignments. Right, right, right. And it can be a royal pain in the ass. So she's the go-to woman. She's the guru. And she's coached uh, soccer, uh, girls soccer. She moderates the TV club. She went to Gabrini College as well. And she graduated from Bishop McDevitt High School in 2007. So, uh, yep, we will uh, find out more about her later on this morning, hopefully. So if you know Mrs. Heaps, tell her to give us a call after 7 a.m., and we would love to uh, find out a little bit about her. So that means we have to choose another well, good one. Morning and, uh, and I think it's my turn, right? It's your turn. Yep, Nick had chosen Bishop McDevitt, so I have the container Ooh. right here filled with all of the schools in our region. I am reaching in, and I have one. We are excited to look for the coolest teacher from Brandywine High School in Wilmington, Delaware. Delaware School canvassing the Wilmington area as well. There's been a couple in Wilmington. So, Brandywine High School. It's very, very simple. If you go to school there, you just text the word teacher to 39333, and we will send a voting link to you, and then you just fill it out. We give you 24 hours, roughly 24 hours, to uh, vote, and we will find out who the coolest teacher is tomorrow morning. So... Uh, a few people that went <laughs> notable alumni. Oh uh, yeah, uh, at Brandywine High School, uh, Sean Patrick Thomas, the actor. Nice. And Steve George Thorogood. <laughs> oh my God, no George Thorogood, the poet laureate of rock, went to Brandywine High School. How about that? Uh, well, you know, you remember Preston? We were out in an event. Uh, I think where George Thorogood received an award, right? Wasn't he a, a, an award recipient? I don't know if he was receiving an award, but he was uh, just Something. a featured speaker. And I, and, and I looked at you and I said, this is perfect. He was being interviewed. Yeah. That's right. That was in Los Angeles. So, right. Uh, I think it was Matt Pinfield or uh, right, yeah, yeah. who was interviewing him. Uh, so anyhow, uh, yeah, we are looking for Brandywine High School. 
the pride of George Thorogood. Students to uh, text in the word teacher 39333 and we'll find out who the winner is tomorrow. All right, with that, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll ask a stupid question, get the entertainment report and awards and prizes, do all that kind of stuff when we get back. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. Uh, The prize that we are going to give away is an exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy Culture Fly collector box with vinyl recording. What? Featuring (laughs) musical items from the movie and more from your favorite characters like Star-Lord and Groot. Huh. That sounds pretty interesting. That sounds very cool. So, the question that I'm going to go with this morning is what currency is nicknamed the uh, Quid? Mm Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Pretty easy question, I think. So what uh, currency is nicknamed Quid? Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. Birthdays today, Monday, May 24th. While we're waiting for your answer, a big one in the world of music and a milestone birthday today for Mr. Bob Dylan, who turns 80 years old today. Saw a picture of him. The great part for Bob Dylan is he's looked 80 for about 50 years. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But he is, um, you know, he's going great guns. I love the story. It was a couple years ago, Preston. Wasn't he just kind of casually wandering around Jersey? Yeah. And he got... Pulled over. Yeah. They, they stopped because they thought he was a vagrant. Yeah, he was. Uh, they, they thought he was lost or, or something like that. Right. And yeah, it was kind of. And he was cool with them, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, does he? Does he ever get interviewed? I mean, you never really see interviews. He does. With Bob it's Dylan. few and far between okay. uh, when that does happen. Uh, he's oddly enough. I was watching. Um, a documentary on Gordon Lightfoot, and uh, they're they're pals. Okay. And uh, Gordon Lightfoot sort of played a. Um, you know, I'd really like you to come be the presenter of this award for for me uh, up in Canada, and you know, Dylan begrudgingly did it and and came out, but was having fun with that yeah. notion that he doesn't like to go out in public much and do this stuff. Yeah, he's always been a bit of a mystery yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. But uh, Bob Dylan, no, you you cannot deny his influence. Uh, he is eighty years old today. Uh, we also have uh, actor Gary Berghoff, who played Radar on uh, Mash. <laughs> Uh, he is 78 years old. Is today. he one of the few that was actually in the movie as well? Was he not? I believe he yeah, yeah. may have been the only one, yeah, Steve. Yeah. yeah, you are correct about that. Uh, Gary Berghoff is 78 years old today. You know, the interesting thing about Gary Berghoff is he had uh, one of his hands was kind of uh, stunted. Yep. Um, and they did a, a, a really good job of kind of never really... He never really showed his hand. He's always holding a clipboard in front of yeah, it or yeah, something yeah. to obscure it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but he was he was a standout star on that show. Lucille sure. Ball had no torso. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a lot of people. And they, they were able to shoot creatively. TV magic. Yeah. Uh, he is, and it was, her, her limbs were connected by pipe cleaners. He is 78 today. Uh, Tommy Chong's birthday is today, too. 
Uh, Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong fame is 83 years old. I always think of Tommy Chong and the world we live in now and the fact that he went to jail for selling pot-related yeah. paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> States are legalizing it right now. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep, so uh, 83 for him today. Uh, Philadelphia's own Patty LaBelle uh-huh. turned 77 years old. I'd love to interview her. Uh, well, I, I had a chance to, uh, I saw her in the hallway one time at, uh, at our old station and, uh, Y100 when yeah. we were in Conshohocken and our sister station was having her by as a guest and, uh, she came walking through. She was very nice. Yeah. Very sweet. And, uh, she's got a super lucrative pie thing going on. She makes her, she has a pie line really? and there's a specific pie that she's known for. Yeah, Kathy. And I think you you can find them like at Costco's and BJ's and all that stuff. Ah. But this is a, th- a huge thing for her now. I knew she was a, she was a cook that cooking was yeah. a big thing for her, but I did not know she was a, uh, a pie, pie impresario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Patty LaBelle, outstanding vocalist. She is 77 today. Priscilla Presley, Elvis's ex-wife. Scylla. That's right, man. Call her, yeah. Oh, a lovely looking woman, man. Scylla uh, is. I said, man, that's the 11 year old for me, man. <laughs> Jesus. But I waited till she was 14. <laughs> How noble of you. That's right, man. I said, can't do that, man. It's illegal, man. Just let me know when you enter pre K. Uh, she is 76. We, we probably old. should play a clip for her case. A nice beaver. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that is for, her. That's yeah. right. That's exactly. Uh, she is, she climbs up on a ladder and she hands you and you can see Leslie uh, Leslie Nielsen look up her skirt is kind of open he goes nice beaver, beaver. And, so I'm sorry play it again nice beaver and then she hands down a stuffed beaver an actual you know taxidermy beaver and goes oh thank you I just had it stuffed that's what that's from so, she was great in those movies she really she was. was yeah. yeah. I love when she's looking in Drebin's uh, refrigerator, and she names a restaurant. And she's uh-huh. like, "Did they open that up again? Yeah, didn't that close <laughs> down <laughs> close two years ago?" <laughs> and he smells it and passes out. Uh, she's seventy-six. Uh, actress Kristen Scott Thomas, yes, uh, from Four Weddings and a Funeral, The English Patient, uh, Gosford Park, and so on, is sixty-one. <laughs> uh, Alfred Molina. Uh. One of our favorites. So good. Returning to the role of Doc Ock. Um, that was one of the best villains. I, uh, especially at that time, when that Spider-Man movie came out, that second Spider-Man movie, I was blown away by You're the right, sequences. Because you f- also felt for him. Yeah. He was, he was a victim. It was not his fault that mm-hmm. he became that thing. Yep. Uh, but uh, other movies like The Da Vinci Code and, and Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's in the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He's the guy that won't throw Indy the, the whip to get across the uh, that little chasm thing. Uh, he is 68. Uh, John C. Riley. Oh. Mailboxes drip like lampposts in the twisted oh birth canal of the Coliseum. Speaking of, this is his riff on Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. fairy teapots mask the temper tantrum. Oh, say, can you see him? <laughs> Stuffed cabbages, the darling of the laundromat. <laughs> the mouse with the overbite explained how the rabbit... What the hell is this song about? <laughs> I have no idea. You guys are idiots. This song is very deep. Inside the three-eyed monkey within inches of his toaster of in life. It's just gibberish. It is... Pre- but... Oh. I guarantee you could play that during 
Bob Dylan could sing that during a concert, mm. and everyone would go, mm, "Yeah, mm-hmm. this is pretty. It's pretty deep." How great is John C. Riley? I mean, he is so he is so perfectly balanced to do comedy and drama. And drama. He does one. He's like perfect he's outstanding storm. in everything he's in, and Gangs of New York, and The Aviator. Preston, the guy who plays Steve Brule. Yeah. Dr. Steve Brule yeah. is a, a really solid dramatic actor. Yeah, and Step Brothers, Boogie yes. Nights. I mean, there's all kinds. Of, he, John he's Stamos. John, he runs the gamut. <laughs> John C. Riley is 56 today. Uh, Roseanne Cash, uh, country singer, daughter of Johnny Cash. I love her. I, I she's When she first came on the scene, she had a, a lot of the Johnny Cash qualities that I liked. And she did a song that was a mild hit, Preston. What you really need is love. I think it was. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with that, that. She's a. She started to cross over, had some uh, like a hit or two, and then just became, you know. I love Johnny Cash. Him and Elvis are two people that I wish I lived during that time, or I could have seen them. No kid. You want to know the big difference between both of us? What? Johnny Cash would go below the belt, man, but Elvis don't do that. Elvis didn't do it. No man. Uh, don't use my mouth. Roseanne Cash is 66 today. And the last birthday, I saw a guy we've had on a few times, uh, actor Will Sasso. He's great. Uh, Mad TV. He was Curly in the Three Stooges movies. He was tremendous. He's excellent. And he's uh, 46 today. All right, let's see if somebody has the answer to the stupid question. Uh, what currency is also known as quid? 215263 WMMR. And John was first in, so we'll go to him. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, it bitches. Good morning, it. All right, John. What's also known as a quid? The pound. You got a British pound. Hang on, just a second. We'll get your information, and we are going to set you up, my friend. We have an exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy Culture Fly collector box with vinyl recording featuring musical items from the movie. Uh, and more for your from your favorite characters like Star Lord and Groot. You can check out the collectionobsession.com for information. That's Collection Obsession. Dot com. Uh, at the box office, number one was Spiral. I think it's the second week for yeah, that one. Yeah, it's a Saw movie. Uh, then you had Wrath of Man, Those Who Wish Me Dead, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon, Godzilla vs. Kong was number five. So there's an interesting thing there. You have uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead all premiered at, in the theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. And it was okay. number three at the box office. Uh, then you had Demon Slayer, Mortal Kombat, Scoob. Scoob, uh, Dream Horse, and Finding You to round out the top ten. So the 2021 Billboard Music Awards were hosted by Nick Jonas last night and aired live from the Microsoft Theater in L.A. on NBC. Uh, because this is 2021 and we're just emerging from the pandemic, the festivities were a little different this year. Still, there were several uh, bedazzled steps up from uh, last year and featured a mix of remote and in-person performances. The presentation wasn't... Um... Wasn't bad. Like you felt like okay, that's a little get getting there. You know, you felt like it was a little more populated. There was a little more enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, of the three and a half minutes that I saw. So we'll play a couple of clips and I'll rattle off the the major awards and, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. Uh, we'll start with uh, let's see the uh, top artist went to the weekend. Yes. Uh, and we have a clip, Casey. It's number four, I think, on there. The yep. weekend accepts for top artist. Here is a clip of him accepting. My guy. I'm going to take this with me this time. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> um, I want to take this opportunity to thank my parents, Samran Wale. I love you guys so much. Um, I am the man I am today because of you. Um, so thank you. And thank you to my fans, of course. Um, I do not take this for granted. Thank you. 
Bruce Cooley also announced a uh, a duo he's going to be doing with the new artist Preston called At Bernie's. At Bernie's. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, the two weekend yeah, yeah, and, and At Bernie's. Bernie's. Nice. Uh, and it's going to be something special. <laughs> Uh, so he won like seven or eight awards last year. Yeah. Night. He, he, uh, really, uh, brought home a bunch. All right. Uh, then we have the top rock artist. <laughs> okay. Machine Gun Kelly. Come on. Oh. They never get the rock stuff right. Ever. Ever. Though this, is this, so this is based on record sales, is it not? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it usually is. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. His rock record sales beat Miley Cyrus's. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's uh, let's play a clip from his acceptance. Here we go. I released my first mixtape 15 years ago, and this is the first big stage I've ever been invited to accept an award on. So, uh, I just want to say, I want to say something to the dreamers out there who are going to be tested by reality the way I was. Um, Suspend logic and invite magic. Uh, if, if five years or ten years or twelve years would have been too long waiting for this moment, then I wouldn't be having this moment. So just show the universe that it can't take a dream from you. Um, to the EST family and the fans that have held me down, I love you. To my brothers, uh, my management, my band, to Travis Barker for making this album with me and everyone who worked on it with me. To the city of Cleveland for raising a savage. To my daughter, who's my light. To my twin soul, who showed me love. To my father, who gave me my first guitar, who's looking down proud. Um, uh, so, quick question. And to the, to the box that... Yeah. So, as he's saying all this stuff, hmm. is, are the people in the background... Ah! Are they even listening to what he's saying? Or, or are they just, just screaming? I don't know who those people scream. are. <laughs> I think they're know. screaming scream. Did like, you hear me last yeah. night? Yeah. <laughs> like... Do you care what he's saying, or is it just an opportunity to scream? And to the, to the box that society keeps trying to put me in, you need stronger material because you can't keep me in it. I love y'all. Word. Word. <laughs> Damn, man. Did you see, uh, you may not have seen, it was, the pictures have been floating around. Did you see Megan uh, Fox's outfit? Uh-uh. Or th- what there was Lack thereof. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, it was one of those? Yeah, was... No, I need to see that, though. <laughs> All right, and then uh, the artist of the decade was Drake. Uh, and let's check out the uh, little bit of this. Here we go. You know, the truth is I'm really bad at at taking compliments. You know, I'm a... Uh... Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that one, though. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm really, um, I'm really self-conscious about my music. And um, even if I do a good job, I always wonder, you know, how I could have done it better. I rarely celebrate anything, and um, just for anyone watching this that's wondering how this happened, you know, that's really the answer. It's, um, it's being so unsure how you're getting it done that you just, you just kind of keep going in the hopes of figuring out the formula. I like that. That's pretty cool. But listen, even even uh, Machine Gun Kelly's. Everybody had positive messages. Yeah. Very nice. I yeah. couldn't um, tell you. He's the artist of the decade. I could not tell you one song. I'm just. It's just not my world. It's no, just, I, have, I have no idea. But it's, it's a pretty, you know, that's a, Humble, that's a nice observation. Nice. Yeah. I didn't realize that the artist of the decade receives a nuclear reactor. No way! Yes. Wow. So he is going to get his own nuclear reactor. Well, you listen, 10 years, yeah. man. Yeah. 10, get 10 years. Right? 10. Come on. Wow, yeah. <laughs> nuclear reactor. 10 years, man! All right, 10. and uh, 
the Icon uh, Award last night went to Pink. And uh, it says on my little list of info, Bon Jovi toasted Pink's artistry before presenting her with the Iconic Award. So he was the presenter. And she relays a little anecdote about uh, her adoration for Bon Jovi. Okay. Uh, Let's play that. Here we go. This is ridiculous. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Jason. Hi, John Bon Jovi. Okay, so I have to tell you. That was cute. I talked about Jovi. I think you might already know this, but I did not come out of my room for a week when you married Dorothea. I was eight. I ripped your poster off my wall. I replaced you with Sebastian Bach. And I'm very glad that you found lasting love, John, but you broke my heart. I take this as an apology. I accept. Billboard, thank you. Willow nailed it. Jameson, nailing it. Um, I love what I do, and I love the people that I get to do it with. And we're pretty good at what we do, but it wouldn't matter if no one came to see us and play with us. So all you guys out there and around the world, thank you for coming out. Thank you for letting us all heal together. I cannot wait until we can do it again, until we can just sweat all over each other. Um, And just this is an absolute honor. Dream big, because what if it comes true? Always liked her. Always liked her. She's uh, she's a Bucks co gal, right? Yeah, she is. Yeah. So she did uh, she did an acrobatic uh, bit with Willow, uh, her daughter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And I saw a clip of it, and I saw two people. I didn't know who the other one was. So it was her daughter. Yep, right. Oh. So they were balancing each other's bodies and hang suspended up pretty I high. I didn't watch that. Pretty cool. Yeah, here, look. Here you go. Oh, okay. check that out. Did um did Bon Jovi happen to mention Mo at all? When he was oh, a, no, because he, he said Mo sang back <laughs> on one of his track songs. Oh, that's Mo. Right. Oh, call her yeah. from last week, yeah. remember? Yo, track, yo. track nine, right? Yo. Yeah. Was yeah. it track nine? I believe so, yeah. Seems like um, just a couple of decades ago, I pulled up and saw this guy. Working on some sprinklers, and I said, "What are you doing today?" And that day changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, other notable awards: uh, top new artist went to Pop Smoke. Uh, top duo or group: Steve went to BTS. Yes. Top female artist went to Taylor Swift. Uh, Flurf Daff one, and then it, it breaks down in all the categories and and so on. So, uh, yep, there you go. Your Billboard Music Awards in a nutshell. Big I night, President, because it was up against the three-hour finale of American Idol. American Idol. Yeah, I didn't watch oh. that either. Yeah, you want me to hit that real quick? Uh, the, the, winner, uh, the winner. Just re- remember this name because no one else will. Yeah. <laughs> Chase Beckham. Yeah. Right. Chase He's Beckham. The champion. So I ended up watching about 15 minutes of it last night. So much. My okay. wife actually asked, why are you watching this? <laughs> it is so treacly, manipulative, formulaic, crying family members. Yeah. S- <laughs> sweeping music. That, that Ruben stuttered. 2021. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Right. And I just love him when he had a dream when he said, I can do it. He was crying? Everybody was crying. Katy Perry was crying so much she had a triangle-shaped handkerchief or something so she could dab her eyes without making her mascara. Oh, she just Uh, wanted to get in the corners. Uh, well, apparently, yeah, the, he was the winner, and uh, posting on Twitter, American Idol fans were split over the final outcome since all three finalists displayed amazing talent and deserved the record mo- deal. The Ruben Stuttered guy's mother was in a wheelchair crying 
It's like, how do you vote against that? Remember. <laughs> uh, after judges Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and Lionel Richie announced their choice for the winner, audiences online seem to support their decision, sharing their messages of congratulations for Chase Beckham. So okay, yeah, Chase Beckham. Remember I that will. name. I mean, that name could have won yesterday's NASCAR race, the PGA Championship, or American Idol. There was a lot going on. You never know. Uh, all right. Also out yesterday, Kevin Spacey is reportedly set to make his big screen comeback in uh, Lumo Che Dizeno Dio, which is called The Man Who Drew God. And I guess that's what language is that in? Latin? But, uh, Pig Latin. I don't know. Uh, the 61-year-old actor's career collapsed three years ago after a string of sexual misconduct allegations were made against him. But uh, Kevin is now planning to return to acting, playing a detective who investigates a wrongly accused pedophile. Uh, uh, the movie will also star Vanessa Redgrave and is set to be directed by her husband, Italian filmmaker Franco Nero, who will play a blind artist wrongly accused of sexual abuse. Uh, meanwhile, last year, Kevin, who has uh, denied the accusations against him, compared to situation that of workers due uh, that were laid off due to the uh, pandemic. Jeez, if I was him, I would not come back to something that's a project like this. I, I would come back playing the father in the big screen version of Small Wonder. <laughs> yeah. Something as, as, as genuinely family-friendly as possible. So I haven't really seen much in uh, as far as reaction to this goes. I've only yeah. read the story about you know his statement and, uh, and so on and the fact that they've announced that he's going to be in this role. They did a – it was a – Kind of a funny bit mm. on Saturday Night Live this past weekend where good. they did a uh, Hollywood Squares. Uh, mm. It was on, like, the, the game show network, but it was, a, you know, so they played back a Hollywood Squares from <laughs> 1998. And everybody in the Hollywood Squares except for Baby Spice had some sort. It was Bill Cosby. It was Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Oh, Matt really? Lauer. So every time they cut to him, Preston, and he starts to say something, uh, the Game Show Network has removed any reference to this. And so they cut to Baby Spice's. I just want to say that Bill Cosby so. Baby Spice has requested that we take this segment out. And, and every, it virtually becomes unwatchable, right, Case? Oh, it's so yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so reports say that Nick Cannon is expecting his seventh child uh, with Alyssa Scott, a model on his Wild and Out show. Huh. Uh, I guess that's what you do. Scott announced her pregnancy online with a photo from a maternity shoot. She captioned the photo Zen S. Cannon. Uh, when someone asked Nick if Nick was the father, she responded with heart eye emojis. So I guess that's a confirmation. Uh, Cannon welcomed a child with Brittany Bell in December. They also share a four-year-old son. Cannon is also the father of 10-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe Cannon. So for Mother's Day, does he just send a chain gift? I guess so. He's also expecting twins with Abby De what? La Rosa. <laughs> seriously? Yeah, seriously. He's just splattering it out all over the place. If only there was some method of contraception. <laughs> like, perhaps, like, some sort of sack you could put around your penis. And he doesn't know. even seem to be a good guy. Uh, I, I have no idea. Maybe he likes to... Uh, he's Spread one his of seed? That likes to do that. I don't know. Johnny Manseed? Maybe. Possibly. Uh, Prince Harry is opening up like never before in a discussion on mental health with Oprah Winfrey for their Apple Plus documentary, The Me You Can't See, which explores stigma around the process. Uh, he said that acknowledging the need for mental health is a sign of strength. He said to make the decision to need help is not a sign of weakness. In today's world, it's a sign of strength. Harry spoke of the downward spiral that began when his mother died in 1997. He was 12 years old at the time. He said 28 to probably 32 was a nightmare time in my life, explaining that he leaned on drugs and alcohol. Oh, wow, really? He, yeah, he said I would probably drink a week's worth in one day on a Friday or Saturday night. 
They said, and I would find myself drinking not because I was enjoying it, but because I was trying to mask something. You rem- People may not remember, but he was the wild child. He was yeah. the one in the Las Vegas uh, penthouse playing pool. He showed up in, in a, a Nazi uniform. Nazi uniform. Yep. And so that would that's right in this time. Uh, he said, I was willing to drink. I was willing to take drugs. He said, I was willing to try and do the things that made me feel less like I was feeling. Uh, Harry's estranged brother, William, meanwhile, is being dragged for saying that uh, Diana's marriage to Prince Charles ended because of a BBC interview instead of his affair with Camilla Parker Bowles. Mm. Uh, the interview was a major contribution, he said, to my parents' relationship, uh, making my parents' uh, relationship worse and has since hurt countless others, uh, he said in a video message posted uh, to his Twitter page. So I watched the th- I watched his whole addressing of the BBC thing, and he he says it's a part of it, but he doesn't disavow okay. his dad's participation in cheating on his right. mom. But he says that there were, and this is all this part a contributing of the whole, factor. Part of the whole, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Part of the whole thing with Bashir, Bashir, is that um, there were things that were proffered. We have evidence of this, and and so Diana's head is spinning. And I guess he thought at some point, maybe this is what every kid hopes at a certain point, is that they could have worked it out. I saw a headline. I didn't get a chance to read the story this morning that Bashir has apologized. I haven't read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so but I thought it was because he, he said it contributed to her death. What? what? No, no. The, yeah. So <laughs> the, the interview and, and the way that he got the interview was, you know, not ethical. The, there and, was there was false information being proffered to her, he, supposedly, he, that they, they said they would go public yeah, with. he blackmailed her. He blackmailed her. Right. Now, we don't know. and. This has all been con- conjecture, but but he's apologizing. He's apologizing, so, yeah, sort of. Yeah, do you apologize for something you didn't do? Yeah. And by the way, I started watching The Queen. Oh, oh you did finally. The, yeah. crown. the, the crown. crown, the crown, the crown. Mm-hmm. The crown. What do you think? Uh, it's good. I'm only like three episodes in, but so far I like it's it. It's a great yeah. series. Now, I'm yeah. fully up to. to uh, I, I just had the one season back, and now I'm through that. My wife is steamrolling right through it. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, Model Shanna Mokler blames her ex-husband, Travis Barker's new girlfriend, for her bad relationship with her kids, Landon and Alabama. She also blames Martin Bashir. As fans will recall, Mokler and Baker have been split for a decade, but that hasn't stopped her from claiming that Kourtney Kardashian and Kim Kardashian are, quote, destroying her family. Uh, Alabama! She she accused Kim of cheating with Barker, and she has accused Courtney, his current love, of destroying her relationship with her kids. Uh, She told TMZ, my family is broken because of this family, and now my kids and I are alienated from each other because of another sister in the family, so yay for me. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Barker referred to Courtney as the love of my life on social media. The love of my life. I think they're all a mess. All <laughs> of mess. them. I'll tell you this. So here's one of the things I was reading. Uh, might have been the Daily Mail had it reported, but there there are the nannies that each of them has, like Kim has and Chloe has and Courtney has. Apparently, the ones that Courtney has had have all had bad things to say about her. Oh, wow. While the, the nannies from who worked with Kim and Chloe have said nothing but wonderful things like they treated her like family, oh. treated them like family. So you take that for what it's worth. All right. uh, let's see here. This was interesting. In an emotional interview for Apple's uh, The Me You Can't See, we were just talking about that, uh, Glenn Close discussed being psychologically traumatized after growing up in the conservative cult called Moral Rearmament. Did you know this? I had never no. heard this before. No, I didn't know it either. I was kind of surprised. Uh, she said, it's astounding that something you go through at such a young stage in your life still has such potential to be destructive. Uh, She's 74 years old now. She said, I think that's childhood trauma because of the devastation, emotional and psychology, uh, psychological of the cult. 
I am psychologically traumatized. I did a quick search on uh, moral rearmament, and there was a lot of information on uh, Wikipedia. I didn't have a chance to go through, but I'm going to do a little research on that. Seems later to on be today. a uh, the classic charismatic leader, right? Uh, and his family, family, were at the um, you know the head of it, and I don't know if it's still in existence. Um, it's changed names, okay? So it's still around, but it's under a new name, and they cha- it changed in the uh, early 2000s. Right. So, um, but like I said, I just touched on a little bit of it this morning. Uh, and then, let's see here. Oh, in 2003, Ashton Kutcher revealed that his twin brother, Michael, had uh, cerebral palsy. Uh, Michael said that he was, quote, very angry. Uh, he told today, I didn't want to be the face of CP. I never talked about it. Uh, eventually, he forgave him. Ashton told today, my brother's daily actions remind me that life isn't about running around challenges. It's about running through them. Mike has a relentless work ethic and deep compassion for others. I didn't know any of this. I think they were both, um, they both worked as models. He's obviously a good-looking guy as well. Mm-hmm. It'd be a shame they- if you were Ashton Kutcher's brother and looked like Clint Howard. <laughs> and then the final uh, bit of info, uh, going back to Saturday Night Live, you had mentioned that, uh, Casey. Lil Nas X <laughs> is poking fun at himself after enduring a wardrobe performance uh, during his... He had a wardrobe malfunction performance during his debut Saturday Night Live over the weekend, uh, performance over the weekend. Uh, during it, the Andy Taylor Joy hosted season finale. The Grammy winner uh, delivered live performance of uh, Montero and his latest single, Sun Goes Down. While performing Montero, Lil Nas X uh, recreated the single's music video as he danced on a stripper pole. But things took a turn when mid-performance, while performing the choreography, he ripped his pants and immediately covered the torn area with his hand. It was right in the crotch. It was uh, he must have been not been wearing any underwear. No, and he was masterful with the present because I had I watched it on the big screen, and uh, when he when it tears, you see him basically do like a Betty Boop, like whoop, yep, and then uh-huh. cover, covers it quickly, yep. like a la Michael Jackson, and then finishes off the song in that position. Uh, despite enduring the malfunction, Nas X continued to dance near the pole with his male dancers performing the choreography. He later tweeted about the now viral moment and laughed it off. He said, not my pants, ripped on live TV. <laughs> he also quipped, I wanted to do my pole routine so bad, this is what I get. Uh, he, <laughs> he later clarified that the malfunction was not planned. He said, I know I do a lot of planned stuff, but uh, ripping my pants on live television is not one of them. Offering more details on the performance, he admitted that he was originally afraid to even perform. He said, then we rehearsed for two weeks, uh, then all the dancers got removed because one had COVID and new ones had to learn the routine in 24 hours. And he said, and then I ended up ripping my pants and couldn't finish. He said, everything happens for a reason, though, LOL. So, By the way, Anya Taylor-Joy was great. Yeah. She did a great job. And it was it was a hell of a wrap-up to... Uh, the season, they started with sort of a look back at the year, you know, and dealing with COVID and all that stuff. And it was the first full audience uh, in to watch SNL since prior to the pandemic. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I think we're ready for clips now. It's clip. Oh, we have a single clip what? today. Yeah. So we, you don't know who it is, Preston? No, I do. Uh, son yeah, of a I bitch. Do. Sorry, I do. All right. And. Uh, 2021 has been a big year for Nick Jonas, hosting Saturday Night Live, New Music, The Voice, and hosting the Billboard Music Awards. And here, Jack of All Trades discusses what the second half of the year has in store for him. Here is our clip. I, I think I'm just uh, going to have to think of some more things to, to be doing to stay busy. Uh, we do have Jersey Boys coming up, too, so there's that. So I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot happening, but the, 
the next, I think, six months are going to be, uh, you know, touring, getting my tour legs back under me, being with the brothers again. And, uh, you know, when award season comes back up next year, if, if I do my, my job this time, maybe I'll get asked back. The Voice live finale part one airs tonight, 8 o'clock. That is on NBC. So excited for The Voice. And that's all that I have as far as uh, the clip goes this morning. All right. Uh, we are going to have Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith on the show this morning. We're going to have actor Steve Buscemi on as well. And we want to congratulate Mrs. Anne-Marie Heaps, who is a science teacher at Bishop McDevitt High School. Final year for that school, by the way. Uh, she is the coolest teacher of the year from Bishop McDevitt, and we have chosen a new one. It is Brandywine High School in Wilmington, Delaware. So you, students of Brandywine High School, need to text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send a voting link for you, and you tell us the rest, and we'll hopefully be awarding your favorite teacher that award tomorrow morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us on this slightly cooler Monday morning than the weekend. We'll be back in a sec. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Uh, in the refrigerator this morning when I stopped to drop off my little lunchbox uh, for later on, I noticed a gigantic uh uh, fruit uh, assortment that was in there, and it said property of the President and Steve show. I was like, oh, it's, I have no idea what that was. It was like an uh, incredible yes. edibles or one of these things, and uh, I just found out it was from uh, the googly-eyed real estate agent. <laughs> really? Yes. That's a nice gesture. That's great. Alan Forte, who, if you don't know the story, he has is this billboard. It's just his face, his head, <laughs> his bald head. It's on uh, Route 47 in uh, what what part? What you know, any idea what town that's in? I've no, I don't even know. Not no. really sure. But anyhow, it's it's on the drive. Some people take uh, down to the shore, <laughs> and we still? had pointed it out. My wife had said, anyhow, we ended up. Steve bought these giant googly eyes, <laughs> and I put them on. <laughs> On the billboard, with his permission, by the his way. His permit, because someone had done it before. Yeah, but, but they, they were, were little very ones. small. They were it, little it didn't ones. make the impact. So we got these giant googly eyes, and I put them on there. And I need to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit up the other side uh, with another pair of googly eyes. I didn't get a chance to do it this weekend, but uh, Alan, it's, be- it's become a thing, Preston. Uh-huh. He, he wrote, "I'm grateful for all you do." He said, "I wanted to personally say thank you for your support and generosity that you graciously been sharing on my, my behalf." We're putting googly eyes on his. Oh, he's a good sport. Uh, he is a good sport. So he sent us that basket, which was nice. Oh, that's so, awesome. Thanks a bunch, Alan. Oh, was, you're, uh, cool. I cannot tell you yeah. how hard I laughed when I started, started <laughs> to see pictures come in. Yeah. I couldn't even talk to my wife. I'm just pointing. And, I, and, and to know the subtext of the story is is half of it. But these eyes are perfect. His yeah. head is perfect. It's just great. So on Instagram, you can uh, highlight uh, different stories you have on, on right. Instagram stories. He has now highlighted and has an entire section of Preston and Steve googly eyes. 
Oh, that's great. <laughs> within his uh, stories. So thank you, Alan. That's nice. <laughs> and we appreciate the basket. That's nice. <laughs> hey, I wanted to go back to the um, little Nas X uh, thing from Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was doing a performance, and apparently he like did like a squat maneuver. Right, so he's holding on to the pole. Yeah. He goes down low, spreads his legs out, and when he gets up, you can see he knows... Oh, there's too much air coming in there. Just ripped right down the middle. Right, right. And I'm guessing, I'm assuming he didn't, he wasn't wearing underwear. And that's why he had to have his hand there. Because underwear, big deal, whatever. Yeah. But he had to have been hanging out. And so he had to put his hand down there for the rest of the performance. So (laughs) Uh, I've I've never had a full-on, like, ripped pants moment where you just, like, you just completely torn. I have. I've, I had have had, like, jeans over time where you look down and you're like, oh, my God, there's a hole down there, you know? Right. Oh, you're like, I never... Well, yeah, I never do that. How uh, yeah. long has that been there? Right, you know? right. And jeans will do that after a while in certain yep. areas. I was, years ago, I was emceeing uh, comedy. I was I would be the open mic guy when I first started doing stand-up at a place called Dixon's White House. I told you about the guy who looked like his whole thing, his whole career is based on looking like Richard Nixon. Uh-huh. Uh, couldn't even do an impression, but just looked like a very nice guy. So anyway... I was hosting the the open mic night. And so, Preston, there was a couple of steps up next to the stage. And, um, you know, they, they have those little those little things that are on the edges of the steps that are nailed in, you know, like the little like little grips so yeah. that you can get some traction as you're going down the stairs. Okay. And they're usually nailed in. And so a lot of times you just go over and sit there while the comedian was up on stage, the open micer was ever working. So I just go sit there. And um, the, com- the comedian's doing a thing, and, and I and I start to slide forward, and I'm wearing like a dress, like pants. I'm wearing like uh-huh. a sport coat and the whole thing. <laughs> I slide forward, a nail catches my oh, my pants, and like right up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, split wide oh, open. No. So I I know oh. this. So I'm going back up on stage, and I'm facing a that the, the you know the, the disaster is behind me. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> I I go. I'm like holy Christ, and I'm up there, and I'm, I'm I'm literally you know facing them, walking off sideways as I go back, and there's really nothing I can do, and I have to finish the the, the show. So I actually was able to tuck the flaps of my torn oh my God. pants oh up my under God. my belt <laughs> <laughs> and just kept walking up sideways right, until right. I was able to... There was there was nobody nobody there. Could could you sew these for me? No. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I the whole night... It was, it was about another hour, hour and a half that I was there dealing with a gaping hole in my pants. <laughs> wow. My sister-in-law had to escort my brother out of a wedding because uh, no. he... Well, he, my brother, he'll, he'll dance, you know, at weddings. Yeah, yeah. He's not afraid to get on the dance floor and, and he must have done like a booty drop or something. I don't know what he did, but literally... <laughs> and he was in the wedding, so he split the pants all the way up and it was towards the end of the night and he was just there and she goes, I'm looking at him and like, he, he did have underwear on, but she's like, his underwear were just it, hanging out. Like the whole thing was ripped up. So she just stood behind him and was like, okay, it's time to go. And like they had to walk out of the wedding with her following behind him. Hey, a text from somebody reminded me, and it was here, uh, Lenny Kravitz. W- wasn't that here? I think I it remember. was. No. He was wearing no underwear. And his dong came flopping yeah, out. Oh, yeah. wasn't here, here, I thought you meant at our radio I, I station. I, I was like, I don't no, think I might have remembered that. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was at a concert. It might have been at the man. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, because I saw footage of it. I thought it was like the American Music Awards or something like it that. It was outside. It was definitely on a stage. I think it might have been here, President. It whatever might have been. Yeah. And but regardless, he's he's wearing his usual Lenny Kravitz tight pants. Right. 
and Lenny's whole unit came out and the whole thing from what I well, understand. Yeah. Well, it, was, it, it was in Stockholm, but uh, the, oh, it was in Stockholm. Yeah. That's here. That's so Stockholm yeah. is the is the second New Jersey. Hey, right. you know what? This area was a big, big concentration of Swedes, uh, especially yep. in the earlier days. Right. So you could yeah. see the mistake. Wait, right. remember Jackie Bam Bam? I forgot about it. You reminded me not that long ago. His there was a slit in his uh, <laughs> leggings that he wore, and his guys just came flapping I out. I know. You saw this. I, I saw it. it. Oh, my God. I saw it. Because he did the, like, leg up. They <laughs> fell out. Remember, we debated on whether or not he did it on purpose. You said it almost knocked you out, right? Ew, they just flew out. I've seen his butt crack. I've never seen his, uh, I've never seen any of his uh, equipment. I mean, you can just see the contours through his pants oh, well, all the that, time. Yeah, I yeah. could probably give a sketch artist yeah. a pretty good description, but you know I haven't seen like. it in the quote-unquote flesh before. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me get some calls. I'm going to go to Johnny on the line one. Hey, Johnny, good morning. Uh, good morning, it, Preston. Good morning, it, sir. So you've had a, a ripped pants moment? Oh, uh, several. It's actually a running test with, like, a group of my friends. I bowl out a crotch of pants, like, probably, like, at least monthly. I don't know. I have, I have like, a tiny waist and short inseam and, like, tree trunk legs. So it happens all the time. Oh, so, but yeah. There's a... I go, I go out, like, I'll just get, like, I, I know it's like a chicken and an egg, but I get, like, a piece of pants, because I get a piece of work. Go ahead. Oh, we're losing oh, him. Hang on, Johnny. We lost the last uh, few things you oh, said there. I'm sorry. No, can it's all right. Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. So, I, I, I just get teeth pants. I know it's, like, probably causing it, but I go out to Old Navy, and I try on a pair of pants, and I'm like, all right, these are good. The next size down, I was like, I'll give it a shot. I get them on, I'm like, oh, they're a little tight. <laughs> And I bend, I bend, do the bend down test, and it, boom! I'm telling you, like a gunshot, it went from knee to knee. The whole crack from knee to knee is just open. And so I just walked back to the counter, and I said, I don't know if you just heard that, but these pants exploded. And the, and the girl was like, uh, okay, and I just like I walked. Out. I didn't even buy anything. I just walked out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. You guys ever do that? Do you ever give the Thanks. test? We I, I, so I'll buy a pair of pants. I like to see. <laughs> In fact, there's a new there's an ad floating. There's this new suit company that says you could like do deadlifts and work out and you know and <laughs> and and because because it gives you know right. it has a little. Uh, and so I'll I'll do the you know if I get a pair of jeans can I you know no I want I probably, it to be just the right fit but I bend over and all that stuff that's a, it's a good idea yeah, to yeah, do yeah, that yeah, because yeah. the worst is if you get the wrong size <laughs> and then you bring it and then bring Dude. it home and then the first time you wear them you tear them I mean like I shop so often at like TJ Maxx and uh, Marshall's. Marshalls they don't like I mean they have a dressing room but it's not like a normal it's so a Max and East dressing room they have a dressing room I know room it's I know but it's not like a regular department store I don't what I'm trying to What's say different? here is What yeah I don't tr- there's I don't a, there's know. a chocolate fountain there's nothing different. <laughs> you, you just don't want to uh, try just, on there. I just don't want to try it on there. Also, uh, because it's easy to return. If you, but you probably don't return either. Uh, no, I know my size, so I just, uh, you know, like, <laughs> hey, I'm wearing shorts today that I just kind of was like, mm, I think so, and uh, and they fit and yeah. and they, they worked. But I, I rarely use a dressing room. Do you know your reason for hesitation in using a dressing room? Is it just a pain in the ass to put take clothes off and put them back on? Are you and... afraid an employee's looking at your pee pee? No, 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 no. I actually, I, I'll use a dressing room at like Macy's. I don't know. To me, that just seems like more like legit. Like it might be like a sanitary thing. I okay. don't know. Like what are you Mar- doing in there that requires you to be spotless? Like nothing. I don't know. Marshalls is just and TJ Maxx. 
And but by the way, I am a Maxinista. You, you are not a knock, and, yeah. I, and I, I, I love them. <laughs> it's just everything's just kind of like thrown there, you know. So I don't. Oh, like, you're oh, saying that they cluttery. don't? They don't come in and 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 rehang the clothes or pull the old clothes. <laughs> Right? I'm guessing that, listen, I've had to it's use... like half-eaten hoagies and stuff? No, you I, have to take it out because they give you a number. They're pretty strict, actually, at places like that. Because, are they? Where, Marshalls? Yeah, like oh. because they'll give you the number and then they count your clothes when they bring it out to okay. make sure it's not, no one's shoplifting. Are you okay. saying that you've had more luxurious dressing room experiences? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My handkerchief pants that I bought at uh, Macy's, I tried those on. Would you and, like uh, me to hold your testicles, sir, as you <laughs> try on these slacks? There yeah, are dressing yeah. rooms where they, like, treat you super nice, right? Like, they'll bring in champagne and crap, you know, if you want that oh, type of thing. Oh, if you go to a high-end place? Going. Yeah, no, he's right. seriously, like, it, at a high-end, like, at a, 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 listen, I've been there, like, twice, you know, and it probably wasn't even for me. I probably Like Ross. Like, yeah, no, 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 not like Ross. Uh, <laughs> you can dress best for less there. <laughs> you can. Well, when I've gone to, to purchase a suit or something like that, they're yeah. definitely yeah, nicer. Yeah, when they're going to take Tailor you and measure you but and stuff like that. I'm not that. talking about regular Ross. I'm talking about Ross Platinum, which right. is the oh, other. Ross Plus. <laughs> what is the, uh, what's the fanciest department store in the in the King of Prussia <clears throat> Mall? Not, not uh, like. Um, Neiman Marcus. Okay, yeah. Spencer's. Wait, uh, Neiman Marcus is the one that has the um, <laughs> piano player? Yes, uh, yes. Know. Yeah, I guess There's so. a piano sure. right up front. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've sat in that dressing room waiting for either my ex-wife or my girlfriend to yeah. come out, probably not at the same time, <laughs> and I had, I was served a Fancy glass. Fancy meeting you here. <laughs> they give you booze? <laughs> yeah, glass no of champagne. That's because you have to spend like totally. $9,000 yeah. to buy yeah. one this thing. This will, this will, this will <laughs> numb the pain. Yeah. They're like, they're <laughs> Your drinking. mental anguish for spending that what, much money. On what do you do for a living? I work in radio. Give me that champagne. Yeah. Yeah. I actually You're used to... Um... I used to get it on with my girlfriend in the dressing room. Are you room. serious? Yeah, just specifically be like, hey, wow. do you want to go pop in there real quick? It, Seriously. Swear to God. All right. What, what stores? Uh, Any well, store? So, or uh, Ross? No, department stores. <laughs> like, uh, like not Macy's. Oh, co- what was... You would never defile Macy's. Macy's. Never. <laughs> never Macy's. No. Um. So at the Springfield Mall, the Target. What the freak did that store used to Boscov's? be? Boscov's? No, Boscov's is at Granite Run. Strawbridge's? Strawbridges. Oh, okay. I loved Strawbridges. Yeah, yeah, I missed them. So we, yeah, we just kind of pop in there, which That's is crazy. Cool. Because How many times would you do this? We did it at least twice. I think three times. But this is not a true story. Ever discovered? Totally true story. I can tell by the look on his face. He's telling the no, truth. No, no, it's true, it, and and it's, it's also true. like it's, it's true. It's but it's also like very weird because you like people to watch. No, <laughs> she is like not. Like circumcised? No, she's no, no. She's not. Like, she, yeah, she's kind of like uh, more on the goody goody side. So oh. that, like, that was like for her. That was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be bad. But that's her ex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be bad. I'm gonna be so bad. Let's go to Ross. Yeah, Casey, yeah. you're then you're in in her edgy uh, yeah. time period. Uh, you, you're an icon in that world to her. Right. So. I want you to bone me at Wicks and Sticks. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> All right, uh, hang on. I want to go back to the ripped pants. That's what we oh, were right. talking about. Oh, yeah. But listen, if you bang in the changing yes. room, yeah, by all means. I want to hear about that. that, too. I will take uh, changing room stories. I'm going to go to Jason. Jason, you're on the air. Good morning. What's <laughs> 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 up, Jason? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. So I ripped my pants. I can't tell you how many times. Uh, I'm a truck driver. I, I move heavy equipment for a living, so I have to move these ramps. Yeah. So when I bend down, I got to bend down in like a, uh, say, like a three-point uh, position. Sure. Yeah. And I blew it out from the front to the back before, <laughs> and I had to stop at a uh, thrift store to get myself pants. 
And I went up to the counter to the lady, and uh, she said, do you want a bag? I said, no. I said, do you have a change room? I'm going to put these on right now. So, you know, you pull – now, that people don't realize what it takes to blow out a pair of pants from front to back. Yeah. You're blowing out the entire seam yeah. from, from nuts to butt, as they say, all the way around. So how many times do you do this, Jason? Oh, I, I probably – I could probably count on two hands how many pairs of pants I've done. Wow. That's a lot, man. <laughs> I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of like small. I'm like the other guy, small waisted, big, big, big legs. So every time I go down, it just. I guess it's a lot of pressure down there. Yeah. Jason, may yeah. may I ask why at this point you don't keep extra pants in your vehicle? I, I actually started doing that. Night. <laughs> 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 That's a good call. The whole thrift store yeah. thing. I, I figured I maybe I grabbed one or two pairs while I was there. Sure. All right. A couple thanks, of backups. Jason. <laughs> Do you guys keep up uh, backup clothing anywhere, like in your car? or I probably should. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a good uh, You do? What, what do you keep in there? I always keep a, like what I'm wearing right now, like a sweater in my trunk if I go to a restaurant or somewhere. Extra bra on panties. No, in case it's cold. Because if I'm cold, it will ruin my day, night experience wherever I am. So right. I always keep, uh, you know, even in the summertime, if you go somewhere and the air conditioning, right. it, you know, is pretty low. So I always, yeah, I always have a sweater. In I, my used to have, I used to have backup clothes in my, my golf bag. I haven't played in a couple of years because of my shoulder, but I always had all kinds of backup stuff ready to go. And there were times where I wasn't even playing golf and I needed something and I had it in my golf bag because it was always in my trunk. I forget the golfer I saw who had... Um... Preston, he had uh, so when you lifted up the back of the trunk, the actual trunk, the mm-hmm. the what what do you call the actual uh, the, the, the door, the lid, the, the or lid, whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah, under that there was a key, and that would come down, and there were folded like shirts and, and like. Oh art. no, kidding! Yeah, like a like a like, dresser of sorts exactly. underneath there. That that's would come cool. down. It was very cool. I like I'm that. like, wow, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm a little cluttery right now, uh, but normally I like to have at least one blanket, one ball, <laughs> uh, uh, and a change of clothes. Well, okay. You know, I, you need to have like a sweatshirt. Uh, um, Definitely some underpants in case you poop your pants, you know. Okay. <laughs> How pants. often do you go commando? Do you go commando? Never. Never. I, I go probably about 30% of the time. When, right. I, when I'm wearing jeans, I do a lot. I'm going to start doing that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hang on. I got This is not ripped pants. This is wardrobe malfunction, but i got to hear this story. I'm going to go to Gary, no. uh, who's on the phone line. Hey, Gary, good morning. Those tornadoes were <laughs> real. They were real. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Gary, tell this story. It's about your wife, right? Yeah, all right. So we used to run with the ambulance squad here in town, and I'm not going to say the town. Um, But back in the day, we had these jumpsuits that we could wear instead of, you know, regular uniform. Uh So middle of the night, we get popped out for a cardiac arrest. My wife gets to the station. I get to the station. We get in the rig. We go to the house. And she must not have zipped this thing up all the way because she's doing CPR. And I'm just watching the zipper work its way down. Oh, no. And she's a voluptuous gal, and boom, boobs came out. Wow. While while CPR, doing the chest compressions. Uh, Yep. Oh, my goodness. In the bra, or did they pop out of the bra, too? No, she didn't put a bra on. It was it was in the middle. It's of the middle night. of the night. They just threw their, <laughs> their suits on. Oh, oh my, my goodness! This will start your heart. So what did you what did you do? Did you tell her and and take over, or what <laughs> happened? 
Unfortunately, we had a third. I, I was on the, the mask. <laughs> okay. Um, we had a third. He jumped in. She quick zipped it up. And That's amazing. Out as red as I've ever seen a person turn red. Oh, my goodness. That's wild. That's a great story. That's All a good right. way to shock someone back. Thanks, yeah. Gary. Appreciate Woo! it. Uh, there can be times where it's uh, you're you're in like Nas was on stage and you have Will here who had it at a at a, a pretty inconvenient place. Hey, Will, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gedzooks, everybody. Gedzooks, buddy, what's up? So, senior prom, um, rent rent the tux, whatever. We rented the limo because we were driving from South Jersey to the Bellevue in Philadelphia. And so, go to the guy, my friend's house, get all the pictures taken, whatever. We all get in the limo, okay? And there's about six of us there. So, we're about three minutes down the road. And out of the blue, my one friend looks at me. He, he says, Will, I think your pants are ripped. <laughs> and I said, where? He goes, he go and my prom date goes uh, sit up for a little bit, and sure enough, they were split on the seam from the back to nearly the front. Oh my god! And you and have, you have the whole and, night ahead of you, right? It just like oh my god, what are we gonna do now? They were on the seam. Thankfully, and our limo driver and I forget his name to this day, but our limo driver he goes, "I have a sewing kit." So, what? you know, we're, we we get to the Ben Franklin Bridge, and my date goes, take off your pants. Yeah. And, and kill and, yourself. <laughs> and jump. And jump. Get to the Ben Franklin And sure enough, she does a speed job on the sewing and, and all that. And so by the time we got to prom, my pants were back on, and this, it, the sew job held up. Held up for the for the rest of the for the rest of the night, but it, I mean, but there I'm at, there I am in the half my tuxedo with other prom dates, just sitting in my underwear, like just waiting for my pants. Oh, Let me ask you, great. Will, did you marry that girl? I mean, talk about uh, it. Uh, no, no, I no, I, I I don't speak to her any. Don't speak to her <laughs> <Okay. anyway. laughs> She's got the goods on you. That's yeah. a great story, Will. Thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you. it. Right, bye bye. That's a, a smart driver having a, uh, yeah. a so kid. I would imagine they're taking people in to formal occasions all the time. So yes, it's a smart idea. He brought up something that they're, they're years ago when I, I was working uh, like sort of a loading dock area at the, at the mall, bringing in. Uh, it was again for Beat Open Bookstore. Maybe you've heard the story. I used to work there, but uh, I was bring in stuff and the pants would get torn all the time and they used to sell these like uh, um, fabric adhesive like yes, um like double-sided like tape. Squ- yes like yeah. squares i had them there and i would just slap them on a hole if, if i tore the pants no mm-hmm. and and i mean obviously it's it's not like i'm going out to an event right. a formal event but they got the job done it was pretty wild marissa my best friend's wedding um i was in it and another girl who was in it, we were all getting ready for photos. She was walking down the stairs or bent down or something, and the entire back of the dress split open. Wow. And we all had these, like, gorgeous Vera Wang, not cheap, um, the entire zipper just oh, yeah. bust open. So thank goodness my friend who's getting married, her sister's mother-in-law is a seamstress. So she sewed the girl into the dress, but no we kidding. missed all the all the photos. So, like, there was no photos with wedding party because she wasn't going to do it without this one girl. Aww. And so, how do you take a dump? How do you if you, have, how do you, you take sh- a dump? <laughs> That's Steve's dress. question. <laughs> if you're sewn into the outfit, no, you lift it up. You just oh, lift right, it up, right, and yeah. then you can crap away. And then the rest of us thought we were fine. And there I go dancing. Um, and some point, almost at the end of the night, my dress. 
busts open. Really? Yeah. Where? This is a Vera Wang? You guys yeah. are wearing dresses that are too tight. <laughs> is it Vera Wong? Was it a knockoff? No, it was a fine dress. No, it was Vera Wang. It was a very nice dress. I got a new zipper and everything because I wore it years later to the Academy Ball. Um, but my brother just handed me his jacket and was like, it's almost midnight. Like, you know, yeah, we're not going to fix it. Just wow. enjoy. Yeah. Wow. Wait, remember when I, I just forgot. I mean, I just remembered this. Uh, when I was doing the routine, the salsa routine, and my top came off. Oh, yeah. Remember yes. the snap? Snapped and came down. And, I mean, fortunately, I did have a, a form of a bra on. So yeah, it like on that, Kathy. Bare nipple. I remember that there was video of that. that oh, got, yeah, there was. There yeah, was got video. confiscated. Yep, my, my friend Bud was taking... Because when you do those things, I mean, there's nine million cameras. And yeah. he used to record all of the performances. And he was recording. And I remember I just... I <laughs> went down... I was supposed to go down to the floor with, like, my leg out. And I went down, like, a couple of beats early. And I remember my partner looking at me like... What are you doing? Uh, the choreographer of I could see her. She was like, "What are you doing? You rarely mess up." And I quick. I mean, it was. I don't even know how this happened. I quick redid it behind my neck. It went the 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 hook and I went right in, and I stood back up, and we finished. And they were all like, "What just happened?" Wow. wow. Uh, Casey, we have uh, Mary on the phone line who has uh, similarly ducked into uh, changing rooms oh, before. Okay. Hi, Mary. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Mary. Okay, so you've been to some of the same places as Casey, I see. I have, yes. All right. Where, where, <laughs> and who, who? I can confirm between TJ Maxx and Macy's, my husband and I have frequented both dressing rooms together, hmm. and I can confirm that Macy's is, yes, a nicer dressing room. Okay. They are bigger. Yeah. The couches are nicer and softer. Couches? What? In the Macy's dressing room, yeah. There's like Casey, you're missing out. There's couches in they the Macy's dressing room. They must have couches in the, in the women's section because they ain't no couches in the men's section. Well, I mean, it's nicer to get bent over, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, then go... Go to the, nicer to get bent over. Go to a Tom McCann because the thing that the shoe salesman sits on is slanted. <laughs> hey, hang on, Mary. So let me ask you this. Are these these changing rooms, you know, some changing rooms you go into, they're almost like bathroom stalls where the bottom isn't completely covered. And you can see the feet from the, per- the person in the room next to you. Mm-hmm. Or do you have complete privacy, four walls altogether? So no, it's kind of the same. There's four walls, but the doors are... Like, the doors don't go all the way to the floor. Right. You can, yeah, you can see feet underneath. Oh, I always thought that that was, that was part of the uh, security protocol. That they, they, they kept <laughs> yeah, those maybe. so that you couldn't, um, you know, so you couldn't bang in the right. room. Hey, uh, which, which Macy's and TJ Maxx are you going to? Are you, are you in Delco or are you somewhere else? Uh, no. Um, Chester, Montgomery County. Okay. So is this, a thing for, is this a thing for you and your husband? Like, do you guys uh, seek these out as sort of um, pleasure-seeking? No, no, it was, you know, we've been together for a long time. We've been married for a long time. And there have been times where it's like, we're finally out. We have, we have a couple kids and we're finally out without the kids on, you know, like once every five years. And I was shopping for a bathing suit for a vacation. And he was like, Hey, let me see how it looks. So I said, okay. And, you know, (laughs) Uh, I would say this, you are part you know, for a fact that there are people who, um, that's their thing out sure. out hit public, yeah. just right next to somewhere in public, um, discreetly getting it on. Uh, there's a big, there's a big culture like on mass transit, you know, as yeah. big, well, really? Yes. Like oh, in, yes. Uh, slipping in the bathroom slipping or... In the, or just everyone's seated facing a, a certain way. 
And so, uh, yeah, pulling that off, no pun intended. Interesting. Mary, when's the last time you guys did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's been probably three or four years. So okay. I guess we're due. You're due. Yes. Yeah, we got a holiday weekend. There's all kinds of reason to get right back at it. <laughs> Neiman Marcus apparently uh, offers uh, champagne, champagne and a yeah. piano. Probably need get a, it on. Probably need a new bathing suit for the summer. Ask the piano player to play Night Train. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Thank you. I'll see you later. Wasn't there was something in the Neiman Marcus men's room? Uh, it was like a mystery device box or something that it. I don't. I, I, you know how sometimes there's small vending machines in in bathrooms, oh. especially for ladies, right? But I remember there being like a weird little, and it uh, carried something that you yeah, but know it did. But there was no indication as to what was in it uh, or something really? like that. Was yeah, it, it was, a prostate massager? No, man. So it, it was. Like, no, I haven't been in Neiman Marcus in years. I haven't been there in a long, long time. It was like where the they like they might have toiletry dispense. Yeah, it was. It was chrome. It was right. nondescript, and and I don't remember if it was like cologne oh. or something well, that's like usually- that. Um, like for yeah, women, it's I know, but it was tampons. in the men's room, which was what. So what, I wonder if maybe male tampons, made it odd. male tampons, <laughs> or if it was just a uh, you know anybody could use the restroom. You know, maybe they had changed unisex. It. Yeah, if they had changed it oh, from. So, huh? Been a long time. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go. This looks fun. Uh, go back to rip pants. I have Dennis on the line. Hey, Dennis. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, oh, thanks, man. We appreciate it. it says here you're a police officer. I am, sir. All right. Well, thanks for listening, man. We appreciate it. What's your story about uh, your your pants getting ripped? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I live uh, around a big city. Uh, we'll call it Schmilvadelphia. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I used to take the train to court because traffic was so crazy, and I would wear my uniform. We always used to wear uniforms to court. Right. And I, I didn't realize it, but when I sat down, I must have split my pants. <laughs> And I'm in full uniform. Now, when I got to court, I had to testify. So <laughs> when you go to testify, you have to walk past pretty much everybody that you're testifying with. And, you know, there's cops behind you, your peers looking at you and everything. And I'm walking down and I get down to see and I see people chuckling and I have no idea why. So I continue. I do my testifying. I get done. I come back down. And then my partner at the time, like, you know, in a, you know, we'll call it a real mature way. Let me know that my pants were split. <laughs> and I reach back and realize it. And now I look back and the entire courtroom is chuckling. Oh, oh my God. Walked in front of me. Full police uniform oh. with a is, pair of split pants. It was, it was oh, great. Oh, that's terrible. Is that what you call playing on the sympathies of the court? If you, uh, <laughs> absolutely. If you're absolutely. being uh, yes. played to my best. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate you checking in from Schmilladelphia this morning. <laughs> See you guys. Take care, man. Uh, let me go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning, sir. Hi, how you doing? Good. What's up, Steve? Um, I rip my pants a lot, but, um, <laughs> or used to, because uh, I've been funny and my ankles are all screwed up, but that's a different story. So, All right. <laughs> I was chaperoning my son's class trip oh, no. um, to William Penn's house. Okay. And I was bringing up the rear of the line, like the slow, the kids that are like, you know, staring at trees and like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so one of them had an untied shoelace, so I, I bent down awkwardly to tie it and oh. ripped my pants from pretty much knee to knee all around the crotch area. Oh, Jesus Christ. The kid, the kid, so the kid looks up at me in horror. I just keep tying the shoes, and then I I was, I was, didn't know what to do, so I, I just awkwardly actually said the words, 
don't tell anybody. This will be our secret. Oh, <laughs> oh dear God. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> this is just for us. Oh my so God. let me ask you, what was the underwear situation like that day? Oh, no, always underwear. Okay. Right. Was, did, your, did, you, did you say it was your son's uh, field trip? Yeah. Uh, did he find out about the ripped brain. pants? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I had to like, I had a uh, like a sweatshirt. So yeah. I had to like walk with it like tied around me in the front, like, <laughs> yep. like an apron. Yep, 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 yep. You do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm just into yeah. grunge. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, right. I'm yeah, into grunge, grunge now. Thing. Nice. I had uh, Marissa pull this because it was uh, perfect for this. So those are SpongeBob fans. I my pants. It's a whole song. I thought that I had everybody on my side, but I went and blew it all sky high. And now she won't even spare a passing glance. All just because I ripped my pants. When Big Larry came around just to put him down. The off chance that my son was listening, I wanted to play that. We will sing this every now and then. And no girl ever um, wants to dance with a fool who went and ripped his pants. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you all doing? Good. What's up, bud? So, uh, not, not much. Uh, we're going back uh, late 80s when I got married at the Pinners down on Tarsdale Avenue. And, you know, we're having a good time at the wedding. And one of my buddies, Chuck, God rest his soul, he's he's gone now. But he was a real jokester, this guy. So, he comes up. Hey, how you doing, Chuck? How's everything going? Oh, good. He says, you owe me seven bucks. What's <laughs> an odd number? What do I owe you seven bucks for? Well, Chuck was a jokester. He's in the men's room. And there's a guy in the men's room with him that has one of those talk, how are you, one of those talk box things. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. So Chuck said something, I don't know what it was, you know. The guy laughs, and as he laughs, this thing shoots out of his neck, Ugh. right? Lands into the uh, to the trash can with all, like a thousand paper towels. On. So, <laughs> so Chuck, Chuck panics. Right on it, though, I got to tell you. I got to give it to him. He takes the, the trash can, turns it upside down, bends over to find this this guy's whatever the disc is or whatever that goes in his neck. You know? Yeah, yeah. As he bends over, he blows his pants out from front to back. Ah. <laughs> so, wait a second. The chain story. of events is the guy with the, what do they, the, what they call cancer kazoos starts laughing, blows out whatever the transponder, whatever is in his throat. <laughs> that goes into the garbage. Your friend tries to help out and tears his pants. Blows it right out. Blows his pants right out. And he, the, the best thing is he finds the thing, right? And the way he, you know, God bless him. He, I wish he could tell it himself. The way he described it was he grabs it and just, like, pokes it right back into the guy's hole. Hey, just, the guy. Oh, my God. Here we are. That's it. That's his yeah. story. So, so I'm getting to, to the point, like, okay, so, so I don't owe you seven bucks. But he didn't flinch. Went, went around a corner to the Kmart, bought a pair of pants for seven dollars. <laughs> seven dollar pants. Kmart drawers he had on the whole night. You know what I mean? Dude. That's a, that's a hell of a story. That's like a mad yeah. lips, you know. <laughs> All true. Seven bucks. I love it. All right, thanks, Chris. Show me your finest $7 pants. Appreciate it, man. Wow. That's, uh, all right, interesting. <laughs> it's like the CVS collection. And all the stuff like this happens at weddings all yeah. the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, weird things. I, I We were watching a, a gal boobs slowly falling out <laughs> of her top. Well, my wife and I were dancing, and there was another couple, like you know, like two couples over. I'm like, I think she's gonna, I think her boobs are gonna fall out, and sure enough, they did. I didn't have the heart to go over and say, hey, by the way, your boobs are hanging yeah. out. Somebody else did, but I mean, 
It happens. Hey, your knock is swinging. Wedding receptions all the time. That stuff. Wow. I think because you're dealing with the type of um, clothing you don't wear often. Yeah, and you're inebriated a lot of times. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, it was uh, an interesting uh, look at another wardrobe malfunction, and it happened on SNL over the weekend. A yep. Little Nas X uh, recovered from it, but thanks for sharing the stories. We appreciate it. We're going to take a break. Coming back in a moment, some bizarre file stories, some really twisted stuff over the weekend happened. I will share those with you. Uh, and don't forget, coolest teacher. We're looking for that teacher from Brandywine High School in Wilmington, Delaware. If you go to school there, text the word teacher to 39333. And uh, you get to vote. We'll send you the voting link. And we're looking for Mrs. Anne-Marie Heaps from uh, Bishop McDevitt. She's the winner of the coolest teacher there. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, today the uh, the core golf outing uh, yeah. at the Ooh. Philadelphia Cricket Club and members of the Preston and Steve Show headed over that way uh, after our program today. It's uh, And you know what? As a golfer, and I haven't played because of my shoulder in a couple of years, I loved days like this for golf. It's a little bit on the cooler side. It's a uh, overcast. Overcast. It's uh, so much better than the oppressively hot, yeah. nasty, humid days of golf, which can be fun too. But it's going to be uh, really cool. I was I was wondering about that because um, you know with, with um, and obviously we had the 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 Mickelson right. He won his yeah, Phil uh, Mickelson, right, yeah, the oldest to win a PGA. The uh, PGA Championship. Championship. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, the Sharper Image catalog came with all the Father's Day stuff. Preston, there's a whole section for golfers. Yeah. yeah. And there are all sorts of devices like personal fans and things. Oh, really? Your deck and all. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be hot as balls if you're mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. on an impressive day, but this is not that day. It's going to be a nice day. If you're, if you're headed there, it's going to be a little different. In, in the past, there's a, you know, a big award ceremony and, a, and a, you know, dinner and everything afterwards. And, and because we're, you know, uh, still in the throes of uh, pandemic mode. Uh, it's going to be different than that. So we'll just be there, you know, saying hi to groups yeah. as they come through, uh, maybe at the first tee or something like that. But uh, nonetheless, happy and uh, and absolutely excited to support uh, Cora. And, of course, there are friends of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, whom we're going to have Rob on this week, I believe, right? Supposed to have him on tomorrow. We, okay. we were trying to get the, all the ducks in a row to make a big announcement. It really is a big, really cool announcement. Uh, but we have to make sure that all the T's are cross-sized, dotted, et cetera. So hopefully we'll be able to do that tomorrow morning. Excellent. Uh, normally we do the Bizarre File, and we're going to, but we're going to hold off for just a moment because we're going to welcome, welcome our coolest teacher oh. uh, on the line right now, who is from... 
uh, Bishop McDevitt and the gang voted and came back in true form. Very excited to welcome our coolest teacher, Mrs. Anne-Marie Heat. To the show. Anne-Marie, good morning. Good morning. Uh, congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you. Nice. And you're, you are a graduate of Bishop McDevitt? I am, yes. We've seen that more and more. A lot of our coolest teachers are teachers that went to the high school that they now uh, teach at. So when did you graduate? Class of? Yeah, 2007. 2007. Okay, so you're, you've only been teaching for, well, for a little while, but still, that's it's cool, I think. I think the draw is to go back to the school that made you want to teach, and I'm, I'm sure this is the case with you, correct? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And you teach chemistry? I do, yeah. Yeah, so that's, it, chemistry to me was always a lot of fun, President. Do you feel like, uh, because you, you know, you experiments and Bunsen burners and fire. And right. The thing. But then the science part of it comes in. <laughs> and, and equations. Yes. Oh, my gosh. My brother's a chemist for, that's, that's you know, he works at GlaxoSmithKline. He was a you know, chemistry major in college. And I have tried to have conversations with him about stuff. And it is, uh, what was the last thing I was asking him about? I, was, I, I think I might have been talking about uh, why they have to use certain uh, chemicals, uh, certain elements for, for, you know, bombs and stuff like that. And right. he started going into, I was like, I, we need to stop this conversation right now because I am not following it is at that, all. Is that part of your <laughs> dilemma, Anne-Marie, is uh, how to get, how to br- cross that bridge with kids to get them to... Uh- yeah, well, yeah. they they actually do want to talk about blowing stuff up as often as possible, and I'm like, those aren't the kind of experiments that we're going to be doing in here. Right, <laughs> but right. you know what? I guess if you kind of if if you can at least bring that into the equation or into the you know the lesson, maybe it'll you know they find it interesting. I don't know. If, if, about if, blowing if, things. If up. everything that you teach at some point you could introduce something that would make it explode, that would probably be a good idea. So, yeah, 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 very true. <laughs> so I I read here that you've been dubbed the Schoology Guru. Yes, yeah. And, and why is that? Um, I guess I run the TV studio, so um, I guess I'm considered to be tech savvy, although I don't know if that's what I would consider myself. But um, I figured it out, and we were able to, you know, uh, get everyone up and running on Schoology this year, and it's, you know, it's worked out. All right, and do you guys do a daily uh, TV program of sorts? Uh, yeah, so since the pandemic, we've been doing um, just, like, <laughs> videos that we send out. Um, so, you know, me and a group of kids, uh, are responsible for that every day now. That's very cool. So with, with all of the stuff that's been going on during this time in the schools, you know, they're, they're saying that everything's going to open up in September and, and, and uh-huh. at least that's the plan is to get everything back, everybody back a hundred percent. Um, yeah. are you going to bring some stuff that you've learned during the pandemic year and tech wise over into the new year? Oh yeah. I think, uh, I think some of it's not going away. So, um, you know, and, and a lot of it's really cool, and the kids like it, and I like it, and it makes uh, everything a little bit easier. So, cool. um, yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere. But Bishop McDevitt is going somewhere. It's the, yes. the school is no longer going to exist. So what's going yeah. to happen? Um, so a lot of our kids are, I think, um, going to uh, Archbishop Wood, at least, as far as I know. Um, so a lot of them are going to other schools in the diocese or, or you know, somewhere local. So. What, what about um, you? I don't know what's going to happen with me. Uh, we, we, uh, we're not sure yet. So, um, yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, would well. you like to be our science teacher? We can have you do. <laughs> you can come blow up stuff for us. Yeah, that would be great. All right. Well, along with all of your uh, credentials, you are now the coolest teacher. So that's got to yeah. mean something. If right? that doesn't yeah, open up I'll the doors for resume. you. 
Yes, put it on your resume. All right, well, listen, on behalf of the kids, we're going to give you your award for Coolest Teacher, and we give the official Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher their coffee mug. We'll give you a pair of tickets to the MMRBQ, where you will sit in the Coolest Teacher section. We'll give you a Coolest Teacher T-shirt to wear to the show so you can meet other cool teachers while you're there. And a $25 gift card to Acme Markets Fresh Food Local Flavors, okay? Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. You guys rock. Thank you. Uh, Enjoy. Thanks so much for doing what you do. Anne-Marie Heaver, coolest teacher right there at Bishop McDevitt and the school. Chosen randomly for you to vote on now is Brandywine High School, Wilmington, Delaware. So if you're a student there, uh, make sure that you let them know uh, and the faculty. And uh, just text word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. What if you think, like, uh, maybe Anne-Marie ends up meeting Dave Navarro in passing and they hey, become an item? It could happen. Mm-hmm. He's single right now. The rock star, I think the he science is. teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? All right, let's do the B-file. Here we go. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre All right, it's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use code ROCK to get in on the action. We'll start with this. Police in Mankato, Minnesota were called to a local car dealership after receiving reports of a woman behaving crudely while parked in the parking lot. Crudely? When they arrived at the scene, they found 35-year-old Jennifer Weber lying in the back seat of a four-door Chevy Silverado with her feet in the air. Oh, boy. And she was pleasuring herself. Uh, In fact, it took about an hour to coax Weber out of the truck. uh, And the whole time, she refused to stop touching herself. Uh, She also repeatedly told officers that she thought she was in Florida as well. Well, there we go. She's right, actually. That would be more appropriate for Florida. Specifically, St. Petersburg. Uh, However, a run of her information revealed that Weber is not from Florida and actually lived 40 miles from the dealership in Minnesota. So she has been arrested. I'm not so sharp anymore. (laughs) Uh, listen to this. An inferno that destroyed a Martinez home on Wednesday was caused by juveniles playing with fire. Investigators said it all started with three youngsters who dug a hole and built a fire in it, but it got away from them. The fire caused an explosion uh. in high power lines and an outage affecting about 8,000 customers. So they <laughs> they messed up big time. About Jesus. a dozen homes in the vicinity were threatened but saved due to an aggressive firefighting response as the fire immediately went into two alarms. There was apparently like a mushroom cloud in the whole thing. Holy hell. Yeah, so the nearest neighbors lost a shed and fences considering how sudden and how close the fire was. They were lucky. On a hill below the property, uh, apparently three boys had been playing with, uh, uh, investigators said they had dug a hole and lit a fire in it. <laughs> Uh, but it took off in the grass. The fire traveled up the hill. Uh, there was no way to stop it. The kids tried, though, a witness said. The fireball, so huge and scary for the neighborhood, was caused by the smoke contact with high-tension power lines running above the fire. So somehow or another, the battalion chief said that smoke went straight up into the power lines. At one point, it conducted the energy there, and that's where the explosion happened. Oh my I've never God. heard of that. No, I've never heard of that. Uh, by, the time, by that time, there was no saving the house. And the owner watching the mop-up declined to comment. Uh, the three youngsters who accidentally started the fire were questioned as part of the investigation, and they were released to their parents. We're sorry. Yeah. You can see the uh, power lines lighting up when the uh, mushroom cloud goes up into the sky. It's pretty crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So here, you can see it going up. And I watched the power lines themselves. Well, 
I'll I'll catch it yeah, later. It's but pretty pretty ridiculous. Wow. Oh no, the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a tragic story. Uh, Fourteen people were killed in Italy yesterday when a cable car crashed to the ground oh. on Mount Matarone, which overlooks uh, Lake uh, Maggiore and other lakes in northern Italy. After the lead cable apparently snapped, so it was like a gondola. Yeah. Uh, a five-year-old Israeli boy was the lone survivor who remains hospitalized with multiple broken bones. Uh, Israel's foreign ministry said the boy's parents, brother, and two grandparents uh, were among the dead. Uh, and Italian media said the other victims were all Italian residents. Uh, Italy's transport minister said a commission had been formed to investigate the causes of the accident. Prosecutors will look into any potential criminal charges. Uh, the cable car system, which is popular both uh, tourists and locals, uh, to go up on uh, Metaroni had only opened a few weeks ago after coronavirus lockdowns were lifted. So a tragic story. And there. I heard it was, I mean, it was 50 feet, right? About 50 feet? I don't know. And I, for some reason, I, for some reason, I was, it was weird to hear that everyone except for the kid died. Because, yeah. I, I mean, that's high, but it's not, there have been higher and people have survived. Yeah. A uh, 29-year-old Pennsylvania man is facing a multitude of criminal charges from police in three central Pennsylvania counties who say he stole four vehicles in rapid succession and led officers on a car chase before being captured in a farm field. Police said Jesse Dean Brubaker's alleged spree began around noon Friday when he stole a vehicle in Lebanon County, Jackson's Township. He abandoned that vehicle when it got a flat tire and OnStar was contacted to shut it down. He then stole Steal a com- another one. He then stole a company truck in Elizabeth Township, Lancaster County. After finding the keys in the center console, workers tried in vain to stop him as he drove away. Brubaker abandoned that truck at a chicken farm in Lancaster County's West Donegal Township. I hear you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he stole a Mazda six when the driver left the car running while he approached Brubaker. Uh, when when he uh, I'm sorry while he approached Brubaker to ask what he was doing at the farm. Brubaker next tried to steal a BMW in Dauphin County's Londonbury Township, but was foiled by the owner. Brubaker then drove off in the Mazda 6 and was spotted by the brother of the owner of that car, who (laughs) called police. Officers from Mannheim Township and Northwest Regional Department began chasing the Mazda and were joined by state troopers as the car headed back to Lebanon County. Finally, around 7.45 p.m., police got the call that the Mazda had been abandoned. Officers said they captured Brubaker in a new, nearby field around 8 p.m. after a brief foot chase. So a little crime spree. A busy day for those guys. All right, and then finally, we will end with this story. Uh, let's go with this one. A block of cheese proved to be the undoing of a man involved in a massive drug conspiracy. Carl Stewart used the EncroChat encryption service uh, in a bid to evade detection, adopting the handle uh, Toffee Force uh, to cover his tracks as he supplied large amounts of illegal drugs. But after the encryption device was busted by law enforcement agencies, Stewart was identified after sharing an image of a block of cheese in the palm of his hand (laughs) from which his fingerprints were analyzed. Stewart appeared at Liverpool Crown Court for sentencing after he pleaded guilty to conspiracy to supply cocaine, heroin, MDMA, ketamine, and criminal property. He was jailed for 13 years to six months. Uh, But apparently he was holding on to some Stilton, and they got a picture of it, (laughs) and they managed to get his... I don't know if they got his fingerprints from the photograph. How would you do that? Or not, but his palm and fingerprints were analyzed wow. from the photo. Oh, they got was, his cheese prints, Preston. And it was established that they belonged to Stewart, so it's pretty wild. And there you go. 
That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Hey, we have an event. It is tonight. It is a screening of A Quiet Place Part Two. Great reviews for this. This is going to so be excited. Uh, this is going to be at seven o'clock tonight at the AMC Nishamini. I have two four-person pods. That I can give away. So we'll take callers 8 and 9 at 215-263-WMMR. The movie comes out on the 28th, so you get an advance screening of it. It is tonight. Keep that in mind. 7 p.m. AMC Neshaminy. So let's get you on board with that. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Don't forget Chad Smith, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Steve Buscemi on as well. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, this is Jen from Aikido Delaware Aikikai, international headquarters of World Aikido Aikikai Incorporated, located in Newark, Delaware. As the first traditional Aikido dojo in the state, we've been serving the Delaware Valley for almost 30 years, helping people transform their lives through the physical, mental, and spiritual training of the peaceful Japanese martial arts. Visit our website, aikidoda.org, that's A-I-K-I-D-O, DA.org for more information about our one-of-a-kind school and our founder and chief instructor, Reverend Zenko Okimorishian. We'll see you on the mat. Next message. Hi, this is Linda Marosia from Allegria Senior Living, located in Akko, New Jersey. We're the best choice when you are looking for senior living. We have various options for your aging parents. We're easy to talk to, and we're always here to answer any questions. Give us a call, and let us help make this journey easier. Mention WMMR. We'll give you $1,000 off your first month's rent. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Can I do a couple uh, chart outs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, uh, this uh, email sent to me says, hey, bitch. <laughs> My name is Juliana Papili, and I just wanted to reach out and, uh, first of all, say you guys rock. I've been a full-time stay-at-home mom mom for nine months now while my husband travels for work. He tries to come home and visit at least once a month, but sometimes we have to go longer, and it blows. Uh, Your show is the one thing that helps me peel myself out of bed in the morning, put on a smiling face, and do the damn thing for our 19-month-old daughter every day. Uh, he listens regularly on the podcast with his gang of union pipe fitters out in Pittsburgh. Wow. Uh, if you can give an extra juicy shout-out for Pete Papili whenever you possibly can, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, just looking for a special way to show my husband how much we appreciate and love him while he works tirelessly to provide a good life for us. Thanks a bunch. Uh, rock on. And remember, those tornadoes were real. <laughs> From Juliana Papili. So a shout There you go. Uh, so it says, hey, guys, want to wish happy uh, birthday. Shout-out to my best friend, uh, Brittany, we have uh, been inseparable since we met 25 years ago at preschool, and I couldn't imagine it being the woman I am today without her. Uh, we've been through a lot of BS together, uh, but we're always there to console and laugh with each other at the end of the day. She's such a great person in a great place right now, caring for animals in her veterinary Aww. clinic and happily engaged. I couldn't be more proud of her and her journey. Uh, back to high school, or back in high school, we would listen to your show while her mom drove us in, and now we still enjoy together. Through your podcast, please help me make this wonderful bitch's day a little brighter. Love always, Angelique. So here's a shout out. Happy birthday to you. Oh, that's, that's and, always wild when you hear, oh, we listen to you in school. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, one more shout out and then something somebody sent me, which is hilarious. Um, it says, uh, good morning at Presbo. My name is uh, my name is Skip. I'm a lawyer podcaster listener for years at uh, 
Waits a week or two so that I can compile enough episodes in a row where I can listen to you guys in succession all day long and never get caught up because uh, there's nothing worse than going to work in the morning realizing that I'm out of new episodes. I just listened to the uh, May 6th show where you guys were talking about wine and that sommelier, or as he smugly pronounced it, sommelier. <laughs> and man, what a douchebag, he says. It pissed me off so much that I was oh yelling at my, my phone, just shut up, you smug D-face. What? Wow. He said, man, that wow. guy sucked. <laughs> I don't know. And then he wrote, anyway, my longtime and insanely beautiful girlfriend, Tara, has been one of the main bartenders at the Desmond Hotel in Malvern for years. She's worked with Steve's Bottom Up event every year, pre-pandemic, of course, and... I've made her a listen that uh, loves you guys, too. A listener that loves you guys, too. And if you could surprise her with a big Tom Jones shard out, that would be amazing. Thanks for keeping us entertained every day. You guys rock. P.S. Enjoy your flight. And that's from Skip. Cannot wait to get back to the Bottoms Up event at the Desmond in full force because it's always a great time. Nick, you know you've been oh, on. it's awesome. And, uh, yes, and they're, they're, they're wonderful out there at the Desmond. So let's do a Tom Jones one. All yeah, right, Tom, please. Here, here yep. we. Come on. There we go. Here we. Yay! All right. And then one last thing. I got this email from a guy named Russell. He says, hey, Press, your U.K. noticer noticed this. So we have this listeners in the ah, United right. Kingdom. Uh, he says, if you're familiar with uh, WhatsApp and GIFs, if you search the word orgasm on the GIF page, Kathy is only a couple of pages down. What? Wow. wow. Wait, 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 wait. Do this again. What is it? All right. So you have WhatsApp? He said, if you, if you have the WhatsApp. I do uh, have it. Uh, and gifts, oh, so right. you can search gifts on there. Yeah. Search the word orgasm on the gift page. Kathy is a couple of pages down. Kathy, right. it's you in our studio, and I tried to print up a photo of it, and I only got part of it. It's up here. Oh. Uh, it's you leaning back, and I don't know what you were exclaiming about, but <laughs> uh, did you find it? It's a couple of pages down, but apparently, yes, Kathy, you are in the organ Now, all the other photos, it's none of them are really people having orgasms. They're just uh, people making a face at that time that might be. Except for mine. Uh, bizarrely <laughs> orgasms. Was a legitimate it? orgasm on air. I'm looking for it, but I can't find it. No, okay. I didn't either. All right, well, he said it might have been that day. This is, the, this is the top of it, and uh, it was split in half when I printed it. What am I wearing? Do I look okay? <laughs> you look fabulous. You look fabulous. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> Look! Oh, okay. You actually are. You're you're animated. You're that's one of them. There's yeah. The other one I saw oh. you were wearing. Hey, we're slapping different. hands together. We're having orgasms too, Preston. All kinds hey, of orgasms. You, okay. How do you become that? Like, how did how do I get on there? Somebody loaded it in. So, um, if you do these types of things for, you can create your own gifts, and then you have to apply um, for the different apps. So, hold it. I'm sorry, Nick. Preston, look at you with the glass. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on it, too. <laughs> we're, on, right. we're on it multiple times. I'm sorry, Nick. Continue. No, no, no. It's, you can use these for um, all sorts of different apps. So WhatsApp has their own gift page. Instagram has their own gift page. But you have to uh, upload them to that huh. platform. And then the platform itself has to approve them. It's you know, it's not like somebody's sitting there and actually hits yes or no. Uh, but some fan somewhere did it, unless we did it. Unless Nick, Nick Murphy, Murphy, Murphy created a couple of gifts yeah. that we had, we had asked. Uh, we thought that might be kind of fun, like ones of us dancing and stuff like that. Marissa? Yeah, if you type... Uh, Preston and Steve into any of those gift pages. Uh, tons of up. them will pop up. Marissa, there are there are so many of us, and yeah. I'm honored. There are two of me on each side of Steve Brule. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Yeah, see. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 
Oh, that's excellent. Yes. And it's John C. Riley's birthday. John today. C. Riley. Gadzooks or Preston and Steve will get you all of these. And um, I'm sorry, Kathy, that one of them got turned into something else. <laughs> wow. All right, excellent. So, yeah, if you want to share uh, gifts of us, just, uh, you know, type in Preston and Steve or Gadzooks and you should be able to find it. Dr. Uh, Wainwright, too. Oh, Chet Wainwright. Easy. That's one of the good ones. No question. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so we are this time of year right now. As we speak, we're heading into graduation. So I'll think proms. You know what I saw? You know what I saw down the shore this weekend, which was interesting. I've never seen before. I thought it was a funeral procession. Yeah, headed down. Um, I think it was Atlantic Avenue uh, because I, I I looked out the window and I saw uh, flashing lights and it caught my eye. Sure, it, it was a police uh, vehicle. And a long line of cars. And I'm like, oh, okay, it must be a funeral. Right. It was a funeral procession. But it, <clears throat> as it was coming by, I noticed it was all kids, and they're wearing suits and carrying flowers and stuff like that. So it was an escorted, I guess, prom procession. A right. funeral prom? No, not a funeral <laughs> prom. But a pro- is it, would I be right about that, case? Yeah, because I saw, um, it had to have been, because I saw a uh, gentleman and a, and a woman in a golf cart, and they yes. were in prom gear. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's what I assumed that it was. So, yeah, obviously we're in, you know, prom territory now. And, and some of them are... are end the, of year. And I've seen, like, for example, some commencement uh, uh, going down Montgomery, uh, passing by a few schools. There were outdoor, you know, commencement exercise that right. looked fairly normal. Right. Uh, so with this, also one of the things uh, that's starting to show up is... Uh, uh, high school yearbook photos, and yeah. I saw this story. This is pretty interesting. Uh, some parents are uh, upset at a high school in St. John's County, Florida. They had altered the yearbook oh, photos yeah, of 80 girls without their knowledge or consent to make them appear as if they're showing less skin. Yeah, yeah there was, like, too much cleavage or whatever. Or even shoulders, shoulders and stuff like that. Shoulders yeah. Oh, uh, which was stupid because I saw the one example I saw was not overt cleavage. I mean, yes, yeah. the girl had a little bit of cleavage, but it wasn't like she was spilling out of her top or anything like Can that. Can see? Yeah, this is the Oh, that's that ridiculous! Oh, right? Come on! Oh my it's God, just that is so stupid. Top slight hint of a little bit of well, cleavage. So, apparently the school ha- has said in the past, in previous years, that mm. they have put out strict guidelines on what you can wear to have your picture printed in the yearbook. And they, they didn't print pictures of girls that uh, violated those guidelines. And they got so much crap for that that they said this was the new solution. So they were still sticking with their guidelines, but instead of not including the kids in right. the yearbook, they, just they the, altered them. They should have... Um... They should have at least informed the girls that they were doing this, right? Prior yeah. to doing, I mean, they basically they said it's been an issue, and they all know. They know the guidelines, and if they violate it, then they got altered. Yeah, oh. I wish they did this in my school because uh, there was a picture of this kid who was midair in a banana hammock, <laughs> uh, uh, arms well, spread, right? Well, and it was a terrible picture. Well, I adjusted yeah. the um, one that ended up on this side. I gave you a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> More package. So a school district spokeswoman said the school's yearbook coordinator, teacher Anne Irwin, decided that girls were out of dress code in the photos and did some of the editing. No pictures of male students, including one of the swim team in Speedos. Of was, course. That, oh was, that was not altered. Uh, in addition oh, to... it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Right, right, so right, right, they're right. saying it's a double standard. Got I it. mean, you know, yeah. <clears throat> these guys are standing there and, and essentially even... You know, speedos are even smaller than underwear. I mean, they're they're yep. as tiny as you can get. I think it's the very essence of a double standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so those were not uh, altered. In addition to the complaints about the editing 
uh, to do things like give more chest coverage or cover bare shoulders. Uh, there were also complaints about the editing being poorly done as well. Like, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. Some okay. of these don't look good. So let me ask you, like, though, like, with the swim team and Speedos, those were... Were those candid sports pictures or team pictures? Oh, I don't know. As opposed, because the ones we saw of the girls appeared to be of their their actual yearbook photo with their achievements underneath and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those, so, yeah, the, these other ones would probably be either candid photos or maybe a team photo, right. but, but not their, you know, their actual senior picture. You I know re- what I mean? I remember it was junior high. It was Tracy Philby. She was, you know, one of the very uh, mature-looking uh, girls in the in the in the school, and um, there was a big thing over the amount of cleavage she had in her. They in let her it go. Photo, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, we, did they? Um, what about the girls' swim team photos? I, was, they didn't indicate they anything didn't indicate about that. One, they okay. didn't say anything huh. about it. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Every year the. Um, the photo, uh, what, what is it? The, the yearbook uh, committee. Yes. Um, there's there's stories all over the country of, of oh, yeah. people messing up or <laughs> or leaving something in that they overlooked. And there is always, at least in every school, we were warned not to sabotage or do things hidden in pictures. Yeah. In in both junior high and my, I had actually two junior highs because the the, the schools changed, and my high school. And they just said, don't F up, don't try to hide things within pictures. But mm-hmm. people always manage to do it regardless. Did you know people who skipped out on their like their senior pictures yeah. who yeah. didn't do it? And yeah. Do you really? know reasons why? It's incredibly self-conscious. Yeah. Um, shy. Okay. Um, yeah, didn't want. And then, well, I forget what the solution was. If you didn't have a picture, did they just put ours, your name in a list at the end? Yeah, ours was a list at the end. Okay. So you, you yeah. know, they didn't have a picture. Because I've gone back in my old uh, senior year, but just to, to see photos of whoever, maybe looking somebody up, or maybe they you know, couldn't find them on social media. And I wonder, you know, and, and gone back and looking, like their picture wasn't even in there. And I'm like, man, I wonder what the story was. I think the default, if you want to get them to attend, is use so if you don't show up and get your yearbook picture, they will take a current picture. If you're a guy of Ron Jeremy, oh, <laughs> okay, and that'll be your default picture. Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll show up. I hated going to get my senior photos. Oh, I, did, I didn't want so to do did it I. at all because you know they 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 want you to to wear a suit or you know some. Adult. I was not an adult at 18 yeah. years old yeah. in high school or 17 whenever I got the, the photo taken. I just felt uncomfortable like I was going to a wedding or church or something like that. And, and you had to write things about yourself. My, yeah. my list of academic achievements was non-existent. Yeah. And uh, I remember writing that my nickname was Yahweh, which is Yahweh. Uh, for God. You know. Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, they did not include that. Man, Carter, my youngest son, got the coolest. I thought it was uh, the, the coolest uh, honor. Um, and it was his freshman year yeah. at Southern High School. You open up the very first page, and was just a huge picture of him uh, in color guard. Wow! Yeah, like, and I'm like, dude, dude, that's like that's the opening photo yeah. of the yearbook. It is so badass. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that's that's an honor. I would always go looking when I'd get the yearbook. All right, where am I besides yeah. my actual photo? Where am I somewhere else right. in here? Something that's not staged. Yeah. Some kind of a, a, a candid photo, and and maybe one or two. I remember we had the up. worst. We had the worst yearbooks, worst photographers, worst. It was just, it was terrible. They all look like crime scene photos. Yeah. Let me go to uh, Michael. Has a story. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, bud? Uh, you guys rock. Oh, Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. 
Uh, I was fortunate enough to go to a local private school here, and we had our own page in our yearbook. Uh, one of my classmates uh, took a picture of him in overalls holding a sickle, and behind him was a wall of pot plants. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was his official, his school photo? Yeah, well, we were able to make our own pages, so we could do multiple pictures and write something up. Uh, and this was one of the two or three that he put on his page. Uh, and the funny thing about it is the guy did not smoke pot. Oh, so wow. so let okay. me, Joe, so you were able to create an, each student got an entire page? Yes. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, we, the, we got a small little box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, we're only 63 people in my uh, class. Oh, right. all right. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, we had but, like 1,100 students in our Yeah, school. yeah. Uh, but the, the funny thing is he did not smoke pot, but if you went to his house in his bedroom, he had a metal trash can uh, that was filled with clean pot, and there was a <laughs> roll of baggies and twist ties in there. So if wow. you wanted, wanted pot, you just went to his house and took a scoop out. And, and, and I he, love that guy. He didn't even smoke pot? No. No, he just did it for fun. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't use heroin, but I make it. What does he do today, Michael? <laughs> Pardon me? What does he do today? Any idea? I have no idea. Uh, he's probably in a prison uh, yard somewhere. Well, either that or he's got a gigantic <laughs> dispensary. Yeah. You know, uh, wow. All right, That's thanks. wild. Uh, Rochelle went to a very, very small high school. I think like there's like 40 people in her graduating Holy class. Holy hell. Yeah, wow. T- tiny, really small yeah. town. Uh, so, so she must have got her own page. Everybody knew everybody. Yeah. And, um, huh. you know, I mean, was, he, it was so easy to get lost in my schools. My schools were always I told you, the junior high I went to, there were so many kids that we went on a split schedule. Like, I mean, you know, you would like we were go we'd go in at like seven in the morning, six thirty in the morning, you know, because they had to get two entire schools worth of kids. Wow. It was it was ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, so your yearbook must have been like oh, forget it. Size yeah, Bible. Stamps. Uh I'm gonna go to Lily. Hey Lily, good morning. Lily. Good morning. Hi, Lily. Legs, Lily. Yes, we got to play your clip oh, here. Yeah. Hang on. Lily, 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 legs, Lily, Lily. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> Lily? Good morning. Uh, what do you want to tell us, Lil? Um, in fifth grade, mine and my twin sister's yearbook photos were switched. Oh, no. Are you identical twins? Yeah. Well, you can sort What's of see it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of sucks if it's not you with your name, right? Yeah. Was there anything they could do? No, because they didn't tell us until it was already printed and everybody had them. Bastards. There have been, thank you for your call, by the yeah. way, Lily. Uh, there have been instances where they will, because they've already, they didn't realize a mistake until they printed them all up. And oh, yeah. paid for them, where I, I think they've offered to, like, uh, like send you a, just a page. Like, like an insert. Yeah. yeah. An insert yeah. to put in there or something like that. But... That's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just not the same. They screwed up one year. The uh, I don't know if there's a company ball for, I think. Is it, don't they do the, the school rings? Class rings, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But they screwed up. In, huh. in, I, one of the schools that I was attending, and I attended about 50 of them, um, they screwed up. And I forget exactly what it was, whether it was the spelling or something. 
But uh, they offered to make good on all the the rings, which shows you how cheap class, they are. I got a class ring, and yeah. I don't know what happened to it. I don't yeah. know if I, I guess I lost it, but uh, I remember it being like a big deal when we got it. Yeah, and now I have no idea. Oh what my god, yeah, big ring mass and a ring dance and all that stuff. Yeah, my uh, class rings are in my nightstand next to my bed. I don't think I've ever worn them. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. They seem important at the time, they, though. What was the name? Do you guys remember the name of your yearbook? Um, yes, uh, it was the Corral. The Corral? Yeah, because our, um, our mascot was, uh, the Colt. Okay. Colts. Ours was Gleek. Gleek? <laughs> the thing where you spit? Yeah, yeah. Like that? Uh, ours was, uh, and, uh, Nick, you can help me because I don't speak French. It was a Cor de Lyon or something of lion. Uh, okay. The, the heart of a lion? Is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. The, so the, uh, isn't the mascot for Ursinus? I mean, uh, not Ursinus, Ohio, the lions? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I have no idea what ours was, Case. I was trying to find it. Uh, I went to Conestoga High School, so I'm sure I can track it down. I kind of, in hindsight, I kind of wish I would have done your book committee. Yeah, uh, or been yeah, me too. That. Because... that way, I could have said no. This picture of me midair in a, not... in a banana hammock Go is not in. going to print. You weren't midair; you were standing. Oh, out. I was midair, and my toes weren't even pointed. Wait a minute, are you talking about the one that's in my office? Yeah, yeah. I'm midair. No, you're not. No, I thought you were standing. Yeah, he's in Go a hurdle, right? No, no, no. No, he's, he's, he's like Christ. Getting, getting ready to... Uh, he's no, like I'm midair. You're like the Christ he's, figure. Hey, Christ listen. Right he's now. in motion. Yeah, if I'm not midair, then fine. The, the toes not being pointed is not that big of a deal, but I was midair. Let's see. Uh, Let's see that. <laughs> oh, you can't tell. Damn it. Let me see. Uh... Yeah, no, no you're you, in the air. Uh, I am in the air. That you cut the feet off in, in this. Uh, yeah, so this that picture is cropped. Wait, turn it like can I see it again. It's one of the best. Oh, right, doctor, oh, that okay, photo. Okay. He was, that right. was not the standard outfit. That wasn't the suit. <laughs> Steve, Steve turned it into essentially a g-string that Casey was wearing. But. And just so you know, high school friends, yes, are the best. Tell, tell the story. Well, these like this is no, a- no, no. The story at lunch. You were uh, yes. Oh, that's yeah. where it all happened. Of, I was making fun of my friend H because he got caught. He, uh, <laughs> I had not seen my picture yet, okay. and, I, and so the the but yearbooks were handed out before. Before I share, let, let yeah. me explain <laughs> what this photo looks like. It's right, Casey yeah. mid dive. He's standing. Uh, his arms. It's as if it's almost like a yeah, Christ type pose. Christ. Christ on the cross type of pose. And Casey was a little chubby. At the time. Yeah. Stocky. Oh, that's crazy. I was chubby at that time, but never a, <laughs> yeah. any other time in my life. <laughs> and it's not a flattering photo at all. It looks very pasty. Yeah. And so, anyhow, the yearbooks come out. There's a lot of things going on there. Uh, pre- like, I was late to develop. I didn't have any hair into my armpits. Right. Like, there's a ton of things going on in that picture. <laughs> so, I see my buddy H uh, at lunch after the yearbooks were handed out. And I, I just... Was making fun of him yeah. to his face, like, oh, dude, like, great, you know, yearbook picture, because he was caught, like, <laughs> mid, like, smile or laugh, and he was like, eh, you know, it's, like, face. funny, and, he, and he's like, yeah, it's a great picture of you, too, and then uh, <laughs> Matt Shevlin stood up on, I forgot about this part, he <laughs> this stood up, about, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that part, god damn it, uh. oh, uh, so he stood up on the cafeteria table and announced to the entire <laughs> And you're talking 500 students yeah. at this point to the entire cafeteria to turn the page to 169 <laughs> to look at the picture. I and that's it. what they saw. Yeah, and I'm fairly certain it was 169. Yeah. Um, that um, The number that will live in infamy. <laughs> forever and ever and it's ever. It's like the room in The Shining. Oh, but so, Matt Shevlin was like class clown. He was that oh, yeah. guy, you yeah. know. So. So does Damn this, you, Matt Shevlin. That must have been... 
pretty mortifying. At I that guess time. so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like when Greg Tolan came by, he lifted your table up. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Uh, but that. Listen. It made you the man you are today. It did, and you got you eventually got armpit hair. I did, yeah. And then I got it all like yes. lasered off. <laughs> <laughs> then you had sex at Ross. Yes. Oh my no. god! No, uh, no, 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 no. It was uh, strawberry juice. Okay. <laughs> uh, hang on, let me go to a couple of calls. I'm going to go to uh, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Good morning. I look like a booger, and it tastes like a worm. Bet you never seen a booger that could squirm. That's wow. excellent. That is an old Remember that man. song? Yeah. That's from a while ago. You I have that. I what think I was might that have from? It. Uh, that's pretty wild, Kyle. Good uh, memory. You, you keep talking. I'm going to look for that. Nice reproduction. What's up, man? So junior year, it's the end of the school year. We all get a keg and, you know, throw down on my buddy's farm. Find an old pair of dog uh, dog clippers in the garage, and what do we do? We give each other like these wild, funny haircuts and oh. stuff, like just joking around, you know, high school drunk party. Um, the next morning we wake up and my mom who works for the school calls me and says, Hey, uh, you know, I hope you didn't have too much fun last night. They're taking your yearbook pictures this morning. Oh no. So, <laughs> uh, there was a bunch <laughs> of us there. Like we had to get to the school or we weren't, I was like, Oh, I might miss it. They'll just have to put a picture from last year. She's like, no, it's your senior picture. You have to go. Right. So all of our senior pictures, like of the people that were at that party, we look like we have mange. Oh my <laughs> God. I love that. So just, That's just great. Just sections missing and, and oh, it was horrifying. It, there's like a good four or five of us where you look in the yearbook. It's like are those that we look malnourished? Yeah, I believe it. Hung oh over God. and everything. It looked like it mean. It was like 15 years ago. My mom still hides that picture. Like she has pictures of all her kids' graduation pictures. Mine's like in the back where like the great grandparents' wedding photos are. It's like hidden. It's it's horrible. Oh, that's great. I'm surprised they actually went ahead and ran. How, how many guys? How many guys uh, got the special haircuts? Uh, probably like five or six. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Can I just man. check if this is the song he was mentioning? Yeah. Ah! Nope, no, that's not it. No. No. All right. We'll, we'll keep looking for it. Kyle, thanks, man. Appreciate like it, brother. Seven that say stupid yeah. song. Yeah, uh, I remember that, and I forgot what that was yeah. from. Yeah. Like yeah. All right, hang on. Let me go to uh, Jen. Hey, Jen, good morning. Good morning, guys. Carson Daly is a tool. Oh, yes. Another flashback. Well, what's up, Jen? <laughs> so I was in marching band when I was in high school. I was color guard, so what up? Um, <laughs> we did a, um, you know, the big, the big picture after championships, yeah. and no big deal. We got the pictures back. You see some of the drummers and some of the trumpet guys were inconspicuously flashing the bird. Okay. Now, yeah. Our uniforms were bright red, and all of the instrument players had these white gloves on. So, I mean, you could see it. It's, like, blinding you. So what they what they offered to do, they're like, listen, if you really want the picture, just bring the picture back. We'll get some red paint, and we'll paint over the fingers so you won't even notice it. <laughs> so uh, they were basically going to use, like, white out to, or, or red, out red out to get the, fing- to get the fingers removed. Yeah, no big deal. I mean, this is back in like like the late nineties, early two thousands. So it's, wow. like, like yeah, like, yeah. Great. But I mean, what are you going to do? Especially yeah. when you. So this is when you talk in the realm of keepsakes. Yearbooks are, you know, what 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 comes close to that besides a wedding album? As far as something you're going to ostensibly hold on and look into now and then. Yep. And uh, yeah, what are you going to do once you print them all? Thanks, Jen. Yep. So they uh, they will do the alterations. Let me go to Zach. Hey, Zach. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, man? So I have a story. It was just um, when we graduated 
where when I was a junior in high school, we took our lacrosse team photos, and like four or five guys did the shocker symbol. <laughs> Shocker's a great photo. symbol. Yes. And uh, they printed it on the – we have these huge banners in our gym <laughs> with all the team photos on it, and oh, they no. printed it without realizing. <laughs> on, really? Then, yeah. And they when they realized – the guys who did it had to pay for another picture to be taken and another banner to be printed. And I just remember running for miles after that for lacrosse practice. Because they got in trouble? Because you got in trouble? Yeah. And yeah. it was everyone. It wasn't just them. They they weren't even allowed to run. They sat in the middle of the field and made, everyone, made them watch everyone else run. That, do you have any idea as to how much that cost to get all that redone? I think it ended up being like $150 a person. Oh, oh nice. really? Not that bad. $200. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had uh-huh. to cough it up. Wow. All right. Thanks, Zach. I like <laughs> the that. The shocker. That was our symbol for a while. It was. Yeah. Two in the pink and one in the sink. Pink, yeah. That was uh, that was the one. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> uh, over to Steve. Hey, Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up, guys? Yo, bud. Just chatting with you. What's your story, man? So they didn't. We knew that they didn't check any of the facts in the in the yearbook. So <laughs> when they handed out our senior, you know, paperwork, we had to fill out what clubs or teams or whatever activities we were a part of. So my friends and I, we just filled out whatever random things that we could think of. And I forget a lot of, but the one that I remember is that I was a part of the cross country ski club, <laughs> which we didn't have. And you didn't have the team. Oh, that's excellent! Congrats! Oh my God! They didn't even check. That's great. No, they printed the whole thing. I mean, it looked like we were, like, booked, like, night and day based oh. on all the clubs we were in. And That's insane. You nice think, job, you Steve. proofread. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Did you guys end up in, in photos? I'm sure, Kathy, you did as a cheerleader outside. Of- oh, yeah. We talked about this before, and one of the girls that I was on the cheerleading team with, she uh, emailed in with a list of pages that I was on in, in the yearbook. Because that's how they they did our yearbook. So your your name would be at the end, and next to it would list all of the pages that you were on. Yeah. me, us, jump. Yeah, I was in it. A fair amount because I did I did a lot of stuff like you know I did the, the diving team I did the cheerleading team I was on the ski trip I you know like right. I was in clubs and stuff like that. So were I you in the it. AV squad? Uh, no, I, well, I was on the um, I was in the TV class, which oh. was like a select group of kids. Oh, really? So, so a lot of us, you know, a lot of those people were in it a lot. So okay, yeah. yeah. I was in outside of it, just my my band stuff or you know marching band, right, and, right, right, jazz band, symphonic band, all that other stuff. Uh, but uh, in case you were in, it was diving the only sport you were in. I was no, well, actually, it was a swimmer. So uh, oh. I was a no, I was a dancer. No, so swimming. <laughs> and, Wait, uh, you weren't a diver. So we didn't have a diving team for our high school, oh. but um, so Catholic schools didn't dive against each other. But when we swam against public schools, you'd have to have a diving. We'd have to have it because it was weird. Like in the middle of the swim meet, they would have a diving meet, and then so the so I had to dive. So. Once or twice a year, I dove against Strathaven, Radnor. Wait, so did you practice diving? Yeah, but not. Uh, but I did dive on a, a on a different winter diving team. Oh, so you knew how to dive. So I knew how to dive. You think you were a better diver or a swimmer? Uh, I was a better diver. Okay. I, I mean, I I in swimming, I never came in anything. Because you wore a G string. I never came in anything <laughs> above like third place. I'm a strong swimmer, not a fast swimmer. Gotcha. Uh, uh but I, I diving not a good, not a particularly strong swimmer. But diving, I won like first place and stuff like that. Casey so. came over to our house one time, brought his family over to the pool, and in Casey jumps up on the board and does a gainer, you know, which is like a, a backwards 
reverse. Yeah, back, yeah. You're, you're going forward, but you flip backwards. Yeah. Um, and I swear it was like that moment in Back to School <laughs> when Thornton <laughs> Mellon does like a double flip. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not expecting it. You say show, they show Rodney Dangerfield step right. up to the board, and all of a sudden they switch to a, a stunt diver <laughs> right. and does a flip. I was, I saw you do that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, that was awesome. He's a diver. I loved diving so much. Um, but, you know, I, now, man, like, if I flip, I, my head gets all, like, swirly. Discombobulated. And I get, yeah, I get, I, I get, like, a lightheaded. After I saw you do that, because uh-huh. I've never done one of those in my life, I can do a back flip, and I can do, you know, a couple of things. I Front do a flip, forward flip yeah, and, and yeah. stuff like that. But I was like, that looked really cool. Let me try and pull that oh, off. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I would <laughs> run off the board and start to throw my legs forward and go, nope, 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 nope. I, no yeah. way. No way am I going to try and do that. Kath, you dove for a while, too, right? Yeah. So in diving, I don't know if there is, like, do you, ever, you guys ever hear the yips in baseball? Oh, yes. yes. Golf, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I got a case of the yips in diving, and I couldn't do a reverse <laughs> for, like, weeks. It got in your head. It got in my head. Like, I'd be going, oh, I'd be leaning yeah. too far forward. <laughs> and then I got the yips, and I couldn't, and still to this day, I can't do anything like twisting, like a full mm. twisting, like one and a half, can't do that anymore. Oh, I, well, I, I don't know exactly what a yip is, but uh, I definitely did get in my head. I did a, uh, an inward one and a half, and I had long hair at the time, and I always wore my hair in a ponytail when yeah. I dove, and my ponytail hit the diving board. I could never do it. That was enough, that. right? That was yeah, it. You that you that you that was wow. It. Wow. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go back to the yearbook thing because I, I love the look of this story. I'm going to go to Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Hey, good morning. It. Hey, good morning. It. What's up, bud? So, uh, yeah, we had a we had our buddy uh, senior year, our class picture, you know, 350 people or so in the class in the gymnasium, everybody on the bleachers, and uh, my buddy in the front row, just about front and center, maybe a little bit to the left, he's wearing basketball shorts, and, you know, he's a prankster. So he just, you know, slips his sack out. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just slips the sack out. Of course. He gets away with it at the time. And then eventually <laughs> his English teacher was like the yearbook editor. And uh, one morning he walks in and, you know, he asks him, uh, you know, what, you think you were going to get away with that? And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? Just trying to play stupid. And, uh, you know, evidently he sees... He saw his sack in the picture. Long story short, pretty much almost gets kicked out of school. He got suspended for like three months. They put him through like psych evaluations because they thought he was crazy for taking his sack out. And uh, and yeah. So He's just being a teenager. All of that simply for an exposed sack. And how far we've come, huh? It's amazing. That's great. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Did you guys, they ever do this with your class? Uh, They only did it in my eighth grade year, and I still have the photo. Uh, where they did a panoramic shot of the entire class. No, that's so they, cool. They had everybody come out. They set up bleachers. They had the entire class come out, and they did this panoramic shot. It was really because one of my favorite huh. pictures. And so it's like you know this wide. Yeah, I'm, I got my arm stretched out. Yeah, here. we did that. Um, and yeah, I thought that was. I don't cool. know if we did that. With... We did it too in the bleachers. Okay. Yeah. So for my uh, my son's graduation, because uh, he's well, uh, middle school graduation, eighth grade and the ninth, they do a long video shoot, and so it adds, they there's now video yearbooks, and it's literally they just speed it up, but they go down the entire class. Everybody's outside. They line them up, and okay. they get a you know a, a second on film or whatever. But they add that to the video yearbook at the end of the year. It's cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, hang on, going back to the clubs that you're in, uh, Mike has this interesting uh, story. Hey, Mike, good morning. Yo, what's up? Yo, bud, just talking to you. What's going on, man? So, uh, me and all my buddies, we basically just wanted to get a picture in the yearbook. We went to Harvard High over in Delco. Yep. And um, we, so we just we, we said we are going to start a lumberjack club. And we go around <laughs> and cut down. <laughs> 
We cut down trees for people and do community service, stuff like that. So you legitimately did that? No, we didn't do anything. (laughs) A lumberjack club. Yeah, we said we're, and then we'd have like Flapjack Tuesday or something. But we we just wanted to wear flannels on Tuesdays and wear our boots to school. So and we got a picture in the yearbook. We you got, got a picture in the yearbook. You got the lumberjack yeah. club. Were you, did you guys have axes or anything like that in the picture? No, unfortunately not. That would have been cool. But Those uh, are weapons. We all wore our flannels. And uh, I think it actually continued for a couple of years after that. Oh, after that's we great. graduated, they that's kept great. it going. But <laughs> it was funny. That would have been great if it was still going on, that, that you left this legacy behind, Mike. But at least right. it lasted a couple that's of years. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyhow, yeah, yearbooks, uh, you got to watch out what you're doing because apparently some schools will alter. This is in uh, yeah. Florida. They actually alter because, I mean, barely any cleavage at Nothing. all. I mean, just the slightest hint Nothing. Uh, that this person has breasts and they were covering over it. So a little ridiculous. All right. I want to take a break and keep us on time because we have a couple of guests uh, later on this hour. Uh, we have Steve Buscemi. And then we have Chad Smith. The How cool is that? And Chad yeah. Smith is going to be in Stone Harbor um, all next weekend uh, for his art installment, which is really cool. It's amazing. Uh, we'll take a break and come back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. Teachers rock. And WMMR thinks they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your school. No quizzes, smart boards, or TI-83s. Just listen at 615 when they'll announce a random area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for the coolest teacher at PrestonAndSteve.com. So listen for the day's featured high school and Preston and Steve's coolest teacher. Weekdays at 615. Sponsored by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Class dismissed. So I meant to get to this story all last week, and I never did get a chance to do it. I was looking for the right spot to put it in. It didn't seem right for the bizarre file, but uh, I'm just need to <clears throat> just need to get this out in the open. But the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued an advisory last Thursday warning people against uh, kissing chickens. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. <laughs> yes. Oh no! Yeah, they don't want you to get too close to your backyard poultry. Cited concerns that the chickens may be spreading salmonella. What about fingering them? Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that still on the table? No. I need to express intimacy to my chickens. As long as you don't touch your ha- yeah. mouth afterwards. Uh, I'll, I'll wash my hands, but maybe. I need to bring them finger pleasure. So in an investigation notice, <laughs> the CDC noted that backyard poultry owners should take precautionary measures when handling their animals after 163 confirmed cases of salmonella were reported in 43 states. So I saw uh, they had a video of a bunch of chicken owners, and they are they were singing the praises. And these are not like, you know, uh, I'm very lonely and I need some love in my life. They, these were like regular. Yeah. A lot of them are very, you know, just standard suburban yeah. people who have taken to owning chickens mm-hmm. and are commenting on what incredible pets they Dude, are. Dude, my friend Danielle has them. And yeah. uh, first of all, she'll bring us fresh eggs all the time, right. which, which is phenomenal. Like Does she but, sing the same story, song? It's, it's uh, yes. Yeah. And, and they, uh, they kill pests. They're great with ticks. They're also yes. apparently great with stink bugs. And in theory... 
uh, the the nymphs of the spotted lanternfly. That's true. They'll get rid of those, and yeah. so they're they're fantastic. But yes, yeah, Steve, they each have a personality. That's what she. That's what a lot of these people were saying. That's what you yeah. know. Saucy uh, Sarah, our, our cake maker, right, has the, the chickens, and and uh, and and again, surprisingly. <laughs> She says they all have their personalities. She she has, um, you know, there's just a distinction between them, and it's not they were. She a lot of the people claim they know they know you by face, and they you know they they make a, a bond that they're a lot smarter than we thought, and they're great for finger blasting. No, uh, the CDC wrote: don't kiss or snuggle backyard poultry. And don't eat or drink around them. Who's my little girl? This can spread salmonella. Baby doll, I love you so much. Why don't you eat this? Uh, eat this worm out of my my mouth. Gene can do some damage with that tongue. Yeah, uh, this can spread salmonella germs to your mouth and make, I don't care and make you sick. They said I love you so much. Uh, according, put your beak in my mouth. <laughs> I want to feel you in me. Oh my god! That's it. The beak in your mouth. Daddy likes that. Oh, <laughs> that feels so good. <laughs> I don't see them as like snuggly, kiss kissy animals. Says, says you, uh, woman of ice. I don't think I've ever held a chicken before, so I don't. I don't know. Then yeah, you're missing like they're out. all like yeah. they want to get down every time we pick them up. Right, yeah, they do want to get down in all the right ways. Ah! I wonder if domesticated chickens are more erotic. Uh, no, yeah, mm. if you can hold them, uh, well, you can hold them, all right. And uh, and not, you know, like I know Kathy. Yeah, like you're saying, they, it seems like they want to flitter away. Yeah. You know not if you're I mean? doing it right. No. You like when stay I stay the whole night through. When I had the baby chicks, many times I wake up and the chickens just leaving. No, when I had the chicks, though, put some money on the bureau and then walks out. Jesus. Never happening. When you had the chicks, yeah, uh, they weren't. Yeah, they they constantly wanted to get down. They didn't want to be in your hands, but they were like they were cute because they would all kind of hang out together and like follow me. Like if I walk right. somewhere, they would come with me, but they weren't like jumping on my lap to That's why it's so easy to throw me. a chicken gangbang. They all like to hang out. No, they, they no, like little I'm chicks saying, are so cute. They were cute in yeah. that way that they all but, stayed together and, I, and they stayed close to me, but they didn't want to snuggle and I didn't necessarily want to pick I them up. I agree with you. I, I never thought of them that way, but I, but I tell you person after person after person talking about how, how wonderful they are as pets. Again, it's hard for me to sort of see it, but there are a lot of people who are just firmly in that camp, as Nick said, with his friend. Yeah. I'm going to go to Jessica. Hi there, Jessica. Good morning. Good morning, It. Good morning, It. What's up, Jessica? So my husband and I have chickens, and our neighbor, who's uh, they have a five-year-old, is obsessed with coming over, trying to pick them up, and kiss them. Oh. No. It is adorable, so no more kissing. But yeah. They, they, um, they hate me and my husband. They hate us. But really? he can come over. Yes. Yeah, they're brats. He can come over, our neighbor, come over yelling, screaming. The chickens are like, oh, okay. We love you. You can pick us up. You can kiss us. No kidding. Yeah. It's, it's kind of erotic. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I do. Uh, my my wife is Shannon Tweed, and I'll have yes. her. She will make out with the chicken, and then she'll lean over and kiss me. Oh, my gosh. So, I, <laughs> so it's like a cock-a-doodle-doo. Oh, shit. Uh, so, so Jessica, it's funny that they they have not taken to you it's as weird. far as being affectionate goes. No, no, and we have. I mean, we have had them since I don't know two or three days old. We have picked them up every day, loved them, and they're just like, no, we hate you. How, how many? How uh, many do you have? We have eight as of right All now. Right. It's a good amount. All right, yeah. and 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 not none of them have attached to you or bonded with you. No. No, oh. they come 
over. They yell at you. He <laughs> says annoyed. And do, do you do you pour salt on them when you go inside, or what's what's pissing them off? Because I I don't know. I don't. They're just they're just brats. Do, do you they're, think Do you think Jessica that they that like there's one sort of alpha chicken where they're they're sort of taking the lead from how that chicken responds to you? Oh, well, you know what? For sure. I mean, they do literally have a pecking order. And our one girl, Gail, the alpha, and she just comes over and yells at at me and my husband. And I'm like, fine, fine. So be it. (laughs) Take it after her. Are you in a bizarre way, though, attached to them just even for their defiance? I mean, would you consider them good pets otherwise? Um, So aside from them, like pooping all all day every right. day. I mean they're they're pretty cool. Um they all have their own personalities. Okay. Uh, I mean they if you have treats, they'll come over and take treats right out of your hand and like they're cool like that. Um and they all have names, so And yeah. do they do they come when called? They um not really, but if you shake a bag, they will come running. Okay. Do yeah. they have you noticed that they've been able to mitigate any sort of pest situation like with um, you know, as Nick was saying with like the nits from uh the lantern flies and other stuff like that. They um I've I've watched them pull bugs right out of the air. Um they somehow there was a rat and they <laughs> ate the rat. The chickens they ate, ate a the rat? rat. Yes. There that was is so a- goddamn hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they um they're nasty. I mean, they will they'll okay. They'll take down rats. They'll eat frogs, snakes, all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. I did not realize they were so vicious. I just thought they had, like, grain and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, like feed and and maybe the small insects, but they're they're taking down coyotes. Um, Maybe not that to that extent. I haven't seen that, but I have not seen a coyote to prove you wrong. Yeah, right, maybe, exactly. I, maybe I'm overstating right. the case, or maybe they were eating them all so completely yeah, that you've ever seen it. I saw a chicken take down a mountain lion one time, Steve. It's, wow. it's yeah. incredible. All right, thank you, Jessica. We appreciate thank it. You guys. All right. Uh, yeah, so according to the CDC, no one has died from the reported salmonella cases, and children under five uh, made up one-third of the cases that have been recorded. So like she was saying, the five-year-old next door. Loves to make out with the chickens. Uh, more cases. That was me as a five-year-old. Could go unreported, the CDC noted, as few people are tested for the bacterial infection. The uh, original that, name of the band was Chicken Kissers. That can cause fever, stomach cramps, and diarrhea. Uh, the public health agency advised uh, backyard poultry owners to frequently wash their hands after handling poultry, carefully handle eggs, and supervise children around poultry. So I've never, I don't think I've ever had... Kissed a chicken? N- uh, no, I've definitely yeah. kissed a chicken. My neighbors down the street, they yeah. all had chickens. They all got them for Easter one year. And, right. Uh, so when we were kids, you know, we had chickens that we would play with. Uh, you know what? I was going to say I don't think I've ever had a brown egg, uh, but maybe I have, but I don't. I don't... I don't uh, think you're no able different. to tell the difference. They're no different. No, we okay. buy we buy both from the grocery store because you can buy the brown eggs, but there there's there's no difference. So my friend has a uh, your friend uh, Nick has a chicken farm. <laughs> Mine has a duck farm. Okay. in North uh, Jersey, and she eats duck eggs. And she, like, what uh, does she think? Uh, she says they're like richer. I've than, never had that. Yeah, than regular. No. Yeah, that you'd be able to tell the difference, but uh, yeah, brown egg versus white egg or whatever, you probably can't. Taste the difference in those. Maybe a Somalia could, uh, but yeah, but, um, Somalia. Yeah. She also said uh, because they they breed and stuff. Uh, did I tell you a story how they had the one duck got uh, frostbite on his penis? No, Jeez. no. Yeah. I would have so, remembered that. She was telling me a story, uh, and they had to uh, 
Do they stay exposed a lot when they're... Not normally, right. no. There's, I guess it's like more of an internal organ until it's time to breed. <laughs> yeah, show, show time. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so this thing got stuck outside, and it got frostbite, and they basically Aww. had to, like... Don't worry, they fixed it, Steve. They basically had to they had to bring the duck indoors and they had to like put some salve on it. They had to soak it in warm water yeah. and yeah, and it ended up having Thank a full you. full recovery. It was much better, man. My, my pee pee got frostbite. Thank you. Quack quack. Oh my God. Wow. But I didn't so I didn't know anything about Frozen duck no, 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 dongs? no, poultry, anything. Like I didn't know the whole breeding process until I talked to her, and and I'm telling you, this was like we talked about how elusive um, we we. There are certain things just about the copulation aspect. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know, and and I'm talking this. This is a conversation I right. had one month ago. I didn't know that the eggs were actually fertilized inside the hen. I didn't. Right. I didn't know whether or not and then like, the, the hunt, the, like the, the rooster, like sprinkled some fairy dust on a, on an already laid egg. And that, well, you probably you seen. I mean, duck. like fish, you know, they lay the eggs first, and then the male comes over and and uh, will fertilize it. Oh, yeah. okay. Especially, you know, spread mm-hmm. its seed all over it. So oh, that was that's good. That's not too much of a leap to no. okay. thinking maybe no. something like that if you've right. never really looked into it. Uh, Imagine if that was the human way. <laughs> Oh Hang on a second here. <laughs> Crystal has been breeding chickens for 15 years. Hi, Crystal. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. What's up, Crystal? I just heard what you said about the CDC, yes. and I personally, I don't know if I can say this, but that's a bunch of crap. Okay. <laughs> now, have you been making out with chickens for a while? <laughs> you could call it that, I guess. Yes, I'm a chicken breeder. We have a farm in Percocet, and the average person's backyard flock is healthier than any chicken that is in a factory producing eggs for a grocery store. Okay. Salmonella comes from the intestines of an animal, and so it can be passed down through the egg, etc. The average person's backyard flock is so healthy that hmm. that's, I can't even believe they said So that. you're that's saying the likelihood of, of a well-maintained backyard f- flock of chickens, is the risk is, is nominal. Exactly. Yes. Right. And I'm sure that there's a study out there to, to prove it. Your egg that you get from your backyard flock has 70% more nutritional value than the egg you get in a grocery store. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I mean, it's, it's, there's some huh. sad stories about how they, 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 you know, mass cull chicken eggs and things of that nature. And it's... um. It's you know it's a little upsetting if you've seen any of the documentaries, but um, well, you've seen whenever there's fires, like two hundred thousand chickens yeah. will be killed. You know, so Crystal, what does that mean that they're they're healthier for you? They have more vitamins, they they have more protein. Like when you say that they're healthier for you, what does that ex- exactly mean? Well, it's the nutritional content. So you're as healthy as the animal that you eat. So you're as healthy as your chicken eats. So if the chicken is free-ranging and eating bugs, you know bugs are good for you. We've all watched Survivor shows, right? Yeah. All those yummy things, those lantern bugs, they're probably good for you too. (laughs) You know, it's nutritional for them to eat bugs. That's extra protein. And then all the things like sunflower seeds, things that omegas, that backyard um, flock owners will give their chickens. That's passed down to you. That ultimately goes into the so egg, you, and it comes you, to you. You're so. saying the integrity of the of the egg is is better, and the, the chance for salmonella is much less. It, exactly. Right. right. And the flock itself, yeah, it's healthier. So, now, I don't so, say so, I don't recommend making out with chickens, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so you would kiss the top of the chicken's head, but you wouldn't French kiss a chicken. Uh, pretty much, yeah. That that back the the beak would I think would get in the way. Open up your beak. <laughs> okay. That's how the French do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Crystal. Do you like, do you like all that, Phil? Thank you. 
Clucky, cluck, cluck, cluck. It's good, isn't it? Um, somebody texted in asking if Gene is a leg or a breast man. Uh, I am a, I'm a, I'm a thigh man. You're a thigh man. Yeah, yeah. That dark meat. Yeah, all over. Yeah, man. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyhow, the, well, I'm, I'm only passing along what the CDC has recommended. Now, she had said that uh, it's a bunch of hooey, but I'm not sure. So some people have gotten sick. So just keep in mind, it's probably not a good idea to go. Remember, on. this is the same organization that told you not to have sex with the emus, kissing your chickens as well. Yeah, yeah. You, you know. Yeah. So take it for what it's worth. Yeah, I think that's good advice. So I don't know. But you and your emu may have something else planned. I'm not sure. All right, listen. I want to. Normally, we would uh, dive into a couple different things, but we have two guests coming up here in a moment, uh, and our time is kind of limited with them. So I want to take a break and make sure that we do stay yeah. on time for that. So when we return, we'll get to the bizarre file, but we're also going to talk to actor Steve Buscemi and drummer Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who's going to be at Stone Harbor all this next weekend. Very for cool. His art installment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Netflix plus Hulu plus HBO Max plus Discovery Plus equals holy shit. But WMMR's live stream, no subscriptions and no, because you know it's free. Free, 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 free. 90 free, free WMMR. Our next guest is on to talk about the 32nd annual National Memorial Day concert. It's great. Uh, which is coming up on Sunday. And an interesting thing that Marissa pointed out. Uh, and I have heard this as well before because uh, she was at Eastern State Penitentiary recently. And when you go there yeah. and you ask for the, the headphones for the, the guided walking tour, uh, he is the voice. He's the narrator of your tour That's awesome. of Eastern State Penitentiary, which is really cool. Uh, please welcome Mr. Steve Buscemi to the yeah! show this morning. Yeah! Steve, good morning. Hey. Hello. Good morning, Philadelphia. Nice to have you on. Real quick, before we get into the uh, National Memorial Day concert, I know it was a few years ago that I was at um, uh, Eastern State Penitentiary and you had narrated the uh, the tour. Do you have a connection to that, or was it just a job that was available and, and they, they asked you to do it and you did it, or do you have some kind of ties to Philadelphia? Well, uh, over... It's over 20 years now, I think 21 wow. years ago, I made uh, a movie called Animal Factory um, from a book by Edward Bunker. Right. And uh, it takes place in prison. And uh, somebody told me about Eastern State Penitentiary. So we went there to scout it. And um, although we couldn't shoot there, um, it really gave us. You know, it was just so inspiring, you know, just that location and the, the uniqueness of that prison. And we were disappointed that we that we really couldn't shoot there. But then they told us about uh, another prison uh, that is the pretty much the exact replica oh. in Holmesburg. And we were able to shoot there. And I was so grateful to the people at Eastern State Penitentiary uh, for, you know, uh, leading us in that direction and um about a year later they asked me if i would do their um audio uh, uh tour and um and so it was a way for me to show my thanks and uh so i was really happy to do it that's cool it is very cool and it's an incredible thing to have right here in the city it's it's so anomalous in that it sits right in the city and the, the history is amazing uh with it but um, we want to make sure that we hit, give a, a, a nice bit of attention to the 36th annual National Memorial Day concert, which is always great and always necessary and, and wonderful. 
And you have people like um, the great Gary Sinise and Joe Mantegna along uh, as well who are helping make it a reality. How long have you been associated with this, Steve? You know, I haven't done it in almost 20 years. They 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 asked me to do it. I think it was the year after 9-11. And um, so now that this year is the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and... Um, you know they 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 know that I that I used to be a firefighter in Manhattan at Engine 55, and um, the day after 9/11, I was able to work with my old company uh, down at the site, um, clearing rubble. I was down there for a few days, and so this year they asked me to narrate the um, the 9/11 tribute, which I was very happy to do. Wow. Um, so it's going to be normally they have this um, on the, the grounds of the, the Capitol. And obviously, we're still, you know, seeing some uh, restrictions with uh, social distancing and, and mask wearing and so on. Do you know how this is going to operate this year, Steve? Um, I believe that, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, is uh, pre-taped. And I don't know, you know, I don't know that they're. Um, you know, it just, I mean, it won't be the same as right. when they used to have it uh, live. I remember when I did it, uh, whatever, 19 years ago, I was in D- D.C. and uh, it was all it was all live. So, yeah, this year I know that things are, you know, things are opening up, but uh, we're not fully there yet. So um, I'm sure that they've figured out a way to do it uh safely and it'll still have you know it'll still be a powerful tribute to our nation's veterans no it's it's always i've I've watched it a number of years and it it is powerful it's great it's necessary and of course you can donate to support you know the active troops and the veterans and and all that information will be going on throughout uh the broadcast which is something uh great to do you mentioned your firefighting um life and uh i it was great to see you in uh king of staten island the pete davidson movie and and uh you were, um, you know, I wondered if that was a bit cathartic because uh, Pete's dad died uh, as a firefighter in uh, 9-11. And uh, was that, what was that like for you to, to work on that film and to, and to be playing a firefighter? Well, it was amazing. This is the first time that I've ever been cast as a firefighter. You know, usually uh, I would be cast as an arsonist, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, you know, and the and the fact that it was Judd Apatow, who I love and I've known for many years, and uh, Pete Davidson, who I love, um, you know, I've I just loved him on SNL uh, even before I knew that uh, he lost his dad on 9/11. So, um, so I did feel like I, I I had a connection to him. I love Bill Burr, Marissa Tomei. You know, his, Judd just put together a really wonderful cast. And it was sort of like, uh, for me, had I not left the fire department, I, I only was there for four years, but it was kind of imagining, well, if I had stayed on, right. what would I what would I be doing, you know? And we sort of decided that, yeah, he would be he would be a senior guy now, <laughs> and he would be the chauffeur. The chauffeur is the guy who you know dri- drives the uh, truck and hooks up the uh, water when you when you when you first get to a fire. And um, but what I really loved was in the film my character's relationship 
to uh, Pete's ca- character and that in, in the film, my character knew his dad and I was able to fill in Pete's character about what kind of guy he was. Yeah. And for Pete, you know, for Pete's ca- character, it was a revelation because I knew another s- side of him. You know, um, we tend to, you know, sort of, and they are, you know, all these guys are heroes, but they were human beings too. And so when my character tells Pete's character, you know, about all the antics that we did and how we used to get in trouble, uh, it really humanizes uh, Pete's dad. And, um, and I think that was true for Pete himself, you know. Well, it, it, it's, um, it, it's interesting. Your stories about his dad that, you know, that reminded him of Pete, you know, <laughs> that uh, it just it just made his dad that that more. Uh, human. It's interesting that you say that because um, I, I think it, it's the fact that people are human that, you know, if you were a superhero, if you were Superman, there would be no real level of heroics to that activity. When you are human right. and you have human foibles, that's where the the heroics kick in. And I was watching you talk about firefighting and, and your, your time in there and you're trying to describe to the reporter what it was like going into uh, a fire and doing that and and being a firefighter. And it's just a a singular experience that you can't understand unless you've been there. So as we pay tribute to the, to the veterans and so on and so forth and firefighters, whatever there, there is, and you'd done it and you, and you're, you're, you're paid to communicate and you couldn't quite articulate, you know, what it's like. So it's, it's a fascinating thing. And that's, these are things that, that people do to protect us and whether it be the troops or firefighters yeah. that you can't really understand. And and it was it was interesting to see you try to relay that. Well, thanks. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. It's, of course, a very unique job. And I have such respect for all first responders. And I would just like to add that since 9-11, I've been working with um an organization called Friends of Firefighters that was started by Nancy Carbone right after 9-11. And what they do is provide free mental health services to firefighters, active and retired, and their families. Um, because, you know, of course, after 9-11, there was a lot of post-traumatic stress, survivor's yeah. guilt, and these, you know, the firefighters needed therapy. And, you know, as a whole, they're... The, the average personality of a firefighter, I would say this was definitely true 20 years ago and before, they would not, they would not even think to seek for help for themselves. Right. Because they're so used to helping each other. Right. Uh, but what 9-11 brought out in the aftermath was that these guys needed therapy and counseling. And then the guys who were maybe like retired, you know, were also saying, well, you know, we were we went through some pretty traumatic stuff before nine eleven, mm-hmm. and so that's why it's the counseling is open to everybody, you know, uh, retired firefighters and their families because it it does have a big effect on the families too. Mm-hmm. And this year, of course, being the twenty twentieth anniversary of nine eleven, <clears throat> it's going to bring up a lot of you know um, wounds, traumatic memories. It's going to be a trigger. And so this year, it's really important that the firefighters and the firefighting community know that there's help out there. And um, so if I could just give a plug, if people are, are interested, uh, they should go to uh, friendsoffirefighters.org 
to learn more about the organization, and if they can donate, um, that would that would be great. Sounds like a great effort. That's awesome. Excellent. As is this uh, Memorial Day concert coming up on uh, Sunday at 8 o'clock, yeah. and that's on PBS. Uh, happy that you had a chance to, to give us a call this morning, Steve. We appreciate it so much, and uh, we hope you have a, a great week and a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. So thank you. You too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Anytime. Steve Buscemi. Yay! Yay! Nice. Very, very cool. Nice guy. Um, so that is, uh, yeah, that's on PBS uh, 8 o'clock on Sunday, and it's, uh, it's a bunch of different uh, uh, eras of, of performers. Alan Jackson, Vince Gill, Gladys Knight, Four Tops. Uh, and there's going to be, you know, like we said, Gary Sinise, John, John Montaigne, and the National Symphony Orchestra and all that stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. All right. Our next guest is appearing via Zoom. Uh, this is awesome. And is going to be in Stone Harbor this coming weekend, a, a Memorial Day weekend. That is awesome. I love it. And he is uh, showcasing his art. It's the North American Fine Art Tour. It's going to be two live appearances at Ocean Galleries. And this will be uh, May 28th uh, to May 31st. We'll get the specifics on the uh, the dates of the shows and so on. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers, please welcome Mr. Chad Smith. Yeah! Hey. To the show. Good morning, Chad. <laughs> oh, we have, there we go. Yeah, just people in there just hired just to clap loudly. Yeah. That's what I do. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. yeah. Gotta that's, have clappers, man. Yep, yep. How do I get that gig? <laughs> hey, Chad. I wanted yeah. to ask you, man. So Stone Harbor is where this is going to be. You, there have yeah. been sightings of you at the Jersey Shore before. No. no? no. What do you mean, no? I've never been to the Jersey Tell me about the sightings. This sounds good. Are you serious? We we have heard uh, there's somebody that maybe that looks like It you has to be. That yeah. people have sworn up and down that Chad yeah. Smith haunts. Well, we all know who that is now. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will Ferrell yeah. out there? <laughs> Some other dude, yeah. some other really good-looking guys out there too. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I have not been to the uh, infamous Jersey Shore. This is my virgin uh, uh, experience. So, yeah, I t- what what should I expect? Uh, well, it's beautiful. Stone Harbor's gorgeous area. First of all, that you're going to be in, and it's just uh, well, you're going to be down there for Memorial Day weekend. So. Uh, in, in fact, that part of the state actually weighs more than any other part of the state this time of year because everybody's going to be flooding down that way. But it's just, it's just people dying to get out and enjoy yeah. summertime. So that's the kind of vibe you're going to be digging on. Beginning of summer. Yeah. What, a, what a summer to start beginning, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're also dealing with the fact that they're, they, you know, restrictions are getting relaxed, and people are, you know, as the as the vaccinations are are going out and and uh, things are becoming more normal. I think you're going to get a very exuberant response from uh, from your art collection. And and how how is this how how long has this been a thing for you? Because obviously you have the artistic outlet of the music, but a lot of times you know people like to dabble in other stuff. How long has this part of your life existed? Well, um, I would say I've been doing this particular thing about five years now. And this company called Scene 4 in Los Angeles approached me. And and it was really their kind of idea saying, look, it, we <laughs> here's, here's how they presented it to me. We would like to put you in a dark room, completely dark, with these light-up fluorescent drumsticks of different color, and have you improvise a solo or do whatever you want on the drums, and we're going to photograph you at different angles with different shutter speeds. And people that know about photography, the shutter speeds yeah. slow faster, make the make things blurry, 
all that kind of stuff. And then after that, you can change the color and you can manipulate it on different canvases and do all kinds of modern post-production stuff. And, you know, how, how does that sound to you? And I was like, oh, it sounds pretty cool. It sounds kind of psychedelic and it's a connection for me from music and drumming, which is obviously my, my passion and the first thing that I've been doing since I was a little kid. And so it made sense to me in that way. So, um, yeah, that's what we did. And that was about five years ago. And then I have a second collection. It was so much fun. I did it again. And this time, though, I, I started adding afterwards in post-production. I, would, I really wanted the power and the and energy and explosiveness of, of, the, of how I was trying to portray the drumming to pop out on a flat surface, which is really, really the, the challenge because yeah. music and drumming and is so physical and, and, and obviously, you know, it's an a, a audio experience, but to try to get that, you know, translate that onto a, a flat surface is, is uh, you know, something I was interested in. So, yeah, so I've been adding things to it to, to embellish it, to bring out those feelings that I, that, that I want to convey on the, on the canvas. And it's, it's been a lot of fun and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just going for it. There's no, you know, there's no art police that's going to come and say, Hey, you can't do that. That's a rule. You're supposed to do, you know, whatever. And so, um, I don't really, I, I'm not really concerned with that. I just, if, if it touches people emotionally or, or whatever sort of, um, you know, reaction you can get from art any kind of art right I'm, I'm, I'm down so it's really i'm using my drumsticks as 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 brushes and actually there are brushes that people use on the drums and the drums are my canvas and i can express myself any way i want that's so wild we've we've had a few other rock stars uh by here that have have taken to uh artistic and and uh oil paints and, and various mediums and and a couple of them actually have been drummers we have mickey hart of the dead uh yeah, Rick- uh, Rick Allen of uh, of Def Leppard as well. Uh, are, do you guys? Is this a community? Drummers who who go into art? <laughs> yeah, like a drum circle, or yeah. a drum beat circle, or an art circle. Or I, you know, uh, Stuart Copeland does it. Bill yeah. Ward from Black Sabbath is uh, a drummer from Journey. A lot of people. I don't know. Maybe it's a drumming thing. I, I, I know. I asked Mickey about it actually because I saw that he did it and and. I asked, and he's with the same company that I did. And obviously, our our, our thing is always very different. But um, just to to you know get a feel for it and how the people were to work with and all that. And he was very positive about it. So, yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I guess it's a thing. Who knows? You know what? What's interesting though is because you 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 talk about that there's no art police, and I think. You know, as a musician, and this is your 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 uh, livelihood, and so on and so forth, and the, and the albums get and songs get critical reviews, and so on and so forth. This is it's sort of liberating in a way to tie into an aspect of what you do and have that. And I, I don't give a rat's ass aspect to it to just be purely something you feel at the moment. And no, I don't care how it's judged. This is what I want. If you make art and you're worried about what other people think and, and you're making it for someone else than yourself. I mean, it sounds selfish, but, but, but you really, you have to be okay. You know, you have to love it and, and, you know, you don't always love everything you do, but it, you have to do it for yourself and come from the heart and that's authentic. Yeah. And if you 
making it for other people or what other people think, music, film, photography, whatever it is, art, um, then you're, you're already out in, in a different place. And I don't, that's not where I'm coming from. So no, I don't, I don't, re I mean, do I want people to like it? Sure. Do I want some people to hate it? Yes. I want <laughs> action. I don't want, eh, yeah, eh. right. You don't want that as an artist. You want people to love it or are they, are they, at least for me, I want, I want a reaction. So I think that's good. And you take a risk and you grow and change as, a, as an artist. That's really important. Uh, I have to dump <laughs> out on the right. F-bomb. But listen, Chad, I've, so I have a question about that and the difference between creating music and, and creating this as tangible art that you can hold and touch and, and, and really take in. Now, if you create something, a piece of music, um, it goes out into the world, people purchase it, that's great, but you still have that. Um, when you have a piece of art, if you create something that you really love, do you do you want someone to buy that and have them appreciate it, or is that something you want to keep for yourself? Is it hard to let go of something that you've created that you really, really like? Yeah, that's 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 a good point. And, and also, I, I can use the music analogy. It's like you make your songs in your garage or wherever you're at, and you, and you write these songs, and there's with our situation there's four people in a room and you come up with something and, and if it's really great it, it touches people and people connect to it and then it's theirs you know what i mean it's no really no longer yours once you put it out into the world it's for everybody and um yeah i don't i mean if it's something that i made i guess this is the one thing that would be different is a, a tangible one thing if i really liked it i would keep it Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense, right? If I was like, I, I want to have it. I want it. But for most, most things, it's like, you know, I, I'm doing it to express myself and share it with other people. So, right. yeah, Chad, my girlfriend's a painter, and occasionally she'll paint something and, and keep it for Where's herself. Who are you? Uh, I'm on the show as well. <laughs> my name's Nick. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and uh, listen, I, uh, the gift, did they keep you in the car? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, today, they, today they let me take the leather, leather mask off, uh, but normally I'm in the closet. But um, she, uh, yeah, she's an artist and, and she uh, she's a painter and she loves to keep uh, occasionally keep a um, a painting for herself. But listen, the reason I wanted to bring a chat just for a second is I don't want to alarm you, but we're zooming with you. There's a window behind you, and I just saw somebody wandering behind <laughs> you. I, I don't know if you know who that is or if there's just there. there see him? Yeah. There's somebody out your window. Yeah. There's somebody right outside your window right now. That's my son Dashiell. He's like. Loves horror movies and creepy dolls. <laughs> <laughs> on his bike right now. Okay. Guys <laughs> <laughs> talking about you. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, if he's oh, if Lord. he's if he's a horror guy, we can have a conversation. He's 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 quite a character. <laughs> Chad, I've got to ask you, one of my favorite places uh, in our country is somewhere I've been visiting since I was a kid, Montauk, New York. And um, I was there a couple years ago. And apparently, now hopefully we get this rumor right, but apparently I just missed you at Swallow East. You jumped on stage. This was the story to play with the band that was there. Probably, yeah. That sounds about right. I've been coming. I I'm in Montauk right now. Oh, you ah. are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it there. Yeah, that's great. Dashiell, they're just talking about how creepy you are behind you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put his son on with us. Lord say it was to Dashiell. Hey! What's up, dude? Yeah, we've been coming here for about 16 years now. My my wife's from the this area in Long Island. 
a little bit, uh, not quite as far, but we, we, yeah, we're here and we come in the summer whenever we can and when I'm not working. And um, so, yeah, I'm sure I've been talk house, surf live, you name it. If there's a drum set, I'm showing up. I'm getting up. <laughs> I love that. That's Wait, cool. Have you, do you go to Lynn? Do you go to Lynn's Hula Hut, the little like hut in the parking lot? You, if you haven't, you have to go there. I'm taking any gigs. Taking any gigs. Hut in Montauk. Yeah. So does that mean are you do will you go back there instead of staying in Stone Harbor over the weekend or are are you? I'm just coming in. Actually, I'm doing. uh, There's (laughs) at the World Trade Center at the Oculus where you walk through it. That's right. And I have a thing there on on Friday, and it's running through the weekend. But I have to go down for Friday. Look over your right shoulder. Really trippy. It's like two football fields long, giant. <laughs> and my art and a bunch hey, of other people. Chad, turn Chad, around. Chad, turn, 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 turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Uh, turn around. Yeah, <laughs> I just ran away. <laughs> Listen, he was, he was up he was on the windowsill. Window <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This one. I mean, I'm getting payback big time. Hey, <laughs> does he does he play? Does he play drums? Um, he used to really like the guitar when he was younger. I thought he was going to be the next Jimi Hendrix, but he kind of gave it up. He's he likes skateboarding and 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 just wreaking havoc on, with his with his parents. So now he rides riding his bike and no, he's he kind of. But my middle one, my twelve year old, plays plays the drums actually. And it's a room full of drums in here. Ah, oh, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, I have a, Chad, I have a, a drum question for you. Bed and three drum sets. <laughs> I, have, I have a drum question for you. I'm a lifelong drummer. I'm 53 years oh. old. I, uh, I I quit for a long stretch. I have some hearing issues. I have, t- you know, tinnitus. I've, you know, I played in a band. I, I did the damage. It's over. But I've been getting back into it the last few years. Bought a great Roland electronic kit. And I've decided to crack down and and work on the fundamentals, things that I should have done that I really wasn't paying attention to when I was in marching band and so on. And so I'm I'm really working hard, and I'm doing it just for me. I'm not going to play in a band or anything like that. I just want to be a great drummer just to entertain myself and to satisfy myself. And so I've been working hard, and I've been seeing a lot of progress. I'm feeling really, really good about it. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I got this wicked case of tendonitis in my my left elbow, and I went to an orthopedic, and he's like, you got to stop playing for a while. But, dude, I am on – my momentum is – I'm tearing it up. I'm improving so much. <laughs> and I don't know if I should listen to the doctor or I should follow my heart and keep on practicing hard, you know? Man, is it, is it have anything to do with, the, with those with – those, um, with the rolling kit like how you're hitting is that is that because they don't have a lot of do they have a lot of give uh, no i they did you know what actually where I, I initially heard it is i was doing it on a pillow you know to work on my rebound a little bit and and i think i went a little too hard on that so it was it was my own doing i think i mean i i feel you brother when you like want to do it and then it's like you're not, you can't, or you're not supposed to. Is it inflammation or is it tendonitis? No, it's it's like, a, it might be like a little tear in there. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, but I mean, you've played for, you know, as hard as you guys play, especially when you're touring. Do you ever have these things pop up where it's like, oh man, what, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. Absolutely. It's more, it, I, I don't think that I've had, you know, tendonitis. Yeah. But I, I get inflammation in my joints and my wrists and my elbow. Um, 
uh, I mean, it's not normal to do this. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, like me. So it's like, it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. So you, you really, it's a, it's a funny thing. I tell people, it's like, you know, it's no longer like, like you party all night and get all <laughs> wasted and whatever till four in the morning, sleep for two hours, get up. I mean, it's literally now it's, it's what you got to do to take care of yourself so you can be healthy to perform at the level that you want to. Right. And so it's a whole different thing. It's really like taking care of yourself, eating right, getting enough sleep. Sounds so boring, <laughs> but yeah, it's inflammation is the thing that gets, that gets me. Okay. And so I have to, I have to, um, when after we play, if it, if anything hurts or not, I just ice. Yeah, I ice my wrists. It's mainly my wrists that that tend to get, you know, sticky, as I like to call it, and um, that really helps. But tendonitis, man, that's that's you know, yeah. yeah that- I should probably listen to the doctor. I don't know. I'll, I'll work it out later. <laughs> but. Speaking of the music, I did uh, hear um, a, a whisper recently that you guys are, you and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are starting to uh, get ideas together for a new record. Any truth to that? There's truth to that. Yes, you heard correct. We're making a record, and um, we're almost done with it. Wow. And then, and then when it's, you know, we get the pandemic thing is, is, you know, no no concerts. So we just wrote music and recorded a bunch of songs and we're going to put a record out when it's done and baked like a nice cake. Yeah. We'll go play some shows. We're going to play next year though. We, we decided to wait, you know, I want it to be fun and safe. And as, as you were talking about as normal as, as possible for, for everybody and be able to experience not only performing, but going to the show. So it's, it's so, yeah, I know there's some shows popping up now, but we did, we're going to wait until next year, like a lot of people and, and, and come out. How do you Those guys <laughs> How do you guys keep it so fresh and continue to put out like good new music that doesn't sound like the album before or the album before or the album before? You guys have a knack to really just continue to um produce great new music. Wow. You're very smart, not only <laughs> handsome, powerful. <laughs> powerful? <laughs> anyway, um yeah, you thank you. Um, well, we love it, and and so, guy, and, and as I was just alluding to before, I think that you have to keep changing and growing and challenging yourself as an artist. To it's it just why keep doing the same thing over and over, or some people that's kind of all they can do, so they do that. Okay, but. We're pretty good, as humbly as I can say. We like all kinds of different music, and we want to not do what we did. It's going to sound like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but we have a distinct, uh, something I'm very proud of. We have an identifiable sound to our band. And, you know, Anthony has a very, you know, uh, recognizable voice, and we play the way we do, and you put four of us together, and we can kind of do anything. So we're... We're so fortunate that way that opens up the palette of like fast, slow, hard, funk, rock, blah, 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 all those stupid categories. We just make music yeah. that we like. And hopefully you make some good ones. <laughs> so they're not all going to be great. Well, you know, hey, do it, man. Chad, not, I'll, I'll, make, keep doing the same thing. That, that would be I wanted to ask about the the dynamic with uh, you know your guitar players and uh, Josh Klinghoffer and John Frusciante and 
you know, the the floating in and out of of the two guys. Does that get um, does that get weird at all? Trying to make those decisions of who's going to be playing guitar on you know with the band now, and because I mean it, you know, you're talking about your livelihood, you're talking about a brotherhood and all that stuff. So how difficult is it for to to make those? Uh, and 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 you're you're also talking about legalities and stuff about right. contracts and things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is difficult. We don't, we don't interchange our band members, like changing our underwear, you know, it's like, it's a, this, that's a, it's a, the chemistry of a group is, is so important. And that really, to me separates, you know, all the great bands, bands have amazing chemistry and it doesn't mean every player has to be so proficient on their instrument you know and it's just how people it's a team you know and it's a gang and it's like how they how they mesh together and we've been very fortunate to have great musicians in our band great guitar players other drummers before i joined you know 30 whatever years ago but like wonderful musicians and 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 you have to have that connection with that person for it to you know, gel together and, and make something that's, that's special. And with John Frusciante, who's come back in our group, this is now the third time, you know, we have that thing with him. And I don't know what it is, but we have it. Yeah. And yeah. Once we get together, you know, we make this thing that's special. And, you know, as you get older, you, you don't take that for granted. When we're younger, we're kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. But as you learn and go through life and life experiences, you learn, don't take this for granted. So when he wanted to come back in our group again, he'd gone off and done other things, and he wanted to be in a band again. He's like, this is the only band I want to be in. I just want to play with you guys. And so we were like, I think I think this would be great to have this opportunity, another fresh uh you know, kind of take on, on what we're doing in 2020 or whenever it was when he joined, yeah, a year ago. And so we welcome that. And, uh, you know, again, the other guys in the band are amazing, made great music, have had wonderful times. I love Josh and Dave Navarro and all these guys that have been in our group. But, you know, we do have a special thing with John. So we're going to we're going to get on that. Let's see what happens. Nice. Hey, Chad, I uh, not only am I the guy who claps and cheers in the background when, when we bring guests on, but I'm also most of the guy that makes job. <laughs> it's a great job. It's a great gig. Uh, pays the mortgage. Uh, but I'm also the guy who makes things weird. And so I'm, I want to invite you over for a cigar this weekend because I'm, I'm only in I'm a short town over from where you are. But uh, if you want to come over for a cigar or a crab cake sandwich, uh, I know where I know where to get the good stuff. Sounds really weird. <laughs> <laughs> we know. It was supposed to be. I so you were going to play, you can come over, uh, some kind of sandwich, and we'll play hide the cigar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a party. I heard about the Jersey Shore thing somewhat. I don't know. But you know what? I'm down for whatever. So you, get, you might have to come get me it from the... Rescue me from the the gallery. All right. And, and well, first cigar. Speaking of the gallery, uh, the, so people come out, they they get to see the artwork and uh, and and purchase as well. Correct. And and um, how how is that how is that working? I mean, you're going to be on uh, premises. I've got the times here. Oh, so you do. S- right. Saturday seven to ten p.m. and then Sunday eleven a.m. to two p.m. So. Oh, they are awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, I think I'm only going to one on Sunday. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to drive nine hours back to <laughs> <laughs> Memorial Day Sunday. Um, but yeah, I'll be there and, 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 you know, and, and come down and we'll hang out and talk about whatever and look at stuff. And I may, you know, add something to something if somebody really wants me to, Who okay. knows? it kind of goes. So yeah, I'm, uh, that, that's, um, that'll be happening Saturday and Sunday. Exactly. Hey, do you know just offhand, and I don't know if this is inappropriate to ask an artist, but what your artwork goes for, uh, money wise, or is it, is Millions! it? <laughs> Wow! Last, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The, okay, <laughs> price points for there's yes ones, ones. There's a lot of different ones. In okay, so oh yeah, but it's it's a uh, you know it's affordable. Let's Something just say everyone. art okay. to suit every budget. I love it. Nice. Yeah. I think that, yeah. All right. Well, Chad will be uh, just to reiterate uh, at the um... Stillwater shirt. <laughs> yeah, yes. he's, he's wearing a Stillwater shirt. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I just picked this up. In fact, there was a, they're they're reissuing the um, the soundtrack from uh, Almost Famous. If you, if you didn't hear what Chad said, he was asking if I'm wearing a Stillwater shirt. Right. And they're right. reissuing the uh, the soundtrack in like a five disc set or something like that. And they're going to have full like five full length songs from Stillwater. Whoever. The group was whoever was yeah. where you said Mike McCready. Was, yeah, Mike McCready, Nancy Wilson wrote a lot of the songs. I think Cameron Crowe uh, contributed as well too. But uh, you know, full fledged great musicians. Uh, but there was yeah. a band, and and the the story. I mean, we can talk about this at another time. But the story behind the band Stillwater, there was a fictional band created by Judd Jod, Apatow. I mean, uh, Cameron Crowe for the movie is really impressive. Yeah, kind of like uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Willie Nelson's son, the, the Lucas. Band. Yeah, Lucas. Thank you. Yeah. Like that was the band for that movie for the Stars Born movie. They, yeah, for, oh. with, with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, they, I didn't they know that they were they became buddies and uh, and uh, Bradley Cooper became a better musician because he worked with Lucas on that record. Yeah. Nice. Hey, just a quick question because we have you talk yeah. about talk about uh, almost famous. What what movie do you think most captures? Since you're an actual rock star, what what movie do you think resonates and captures the spirit of being a rock star? The best down, no doubt. The movie, This is Spinal Tap. Ah! <laughs> there we go. Nice. Come on. Yeah, the yeah. The greatest films. I'm <laughs> sorry. They nail it. Every scene, if you've been in a band at all, done any any traveling at all, yeah, it's incredible. It holds up to this day. That it does. Other movies, you know, almost famous, all that stuff, but like, it's, you know. To me, it's Spinal Tap, hands down. Are, uh, you say, are you saying you've gotten lost backstage trying to fa- find your way to the stage before? <laughs> of course. <laughs> everything. Everything in that movie, every, not one thing. It's, it's the limo, the whole, everything. It's the record company party, everything. The girlfriend, the thing. It's spot on. That's I great. It's, I love I to hear it. that, Excellent. yeah. All right, well, listen, Chad, thanks for your time, man. Stone I, Harbor. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And and we'll stop, maybe me and Casey will stop by. We both have shore houses, so we'll be come by and say hello. Please Excellent. do. That would be awesome. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chad Smith. Yeah. Yeah.
Red Hot Chili Peppers, guys. Oh, my God. He is the coolest guy. He is the coolest guy. And his son, Dashiell, was pretty awesome, too, man. His son kept popping up with a window by him. Uh, so it is this weekend on uh, Saturday and Sunday. And once again, it is the Ocean Gallery. So if you want to check with them ahead of time, you can reach out and find out what the... Uh, uh, Full, uh, you know, meeting times and all that stuff will be, which is cool. So. I like that idea of uh, of uh, visualizing drum playing yeah, and then yeah. what they're doing with that. It's it's cool stuff. Wow, it is ten thirty and we haven't even done the bizarre file. Wow! So uh, we went pretty long with Chad, but how can you not, man? Wait, awesome. we did the bizarre file, didn't we? No, uh, no, no, we, we didn't. didn't. No. We oh, went, we're supposed to do that next. Yeah, so why don't we, we take, still a, have to do the we'll take a break? Report. Why don't we take a break right, and come back and we'll see if we can uh, knock all of those out and uh, and get to that in a moment. But how cool is Shad Smith? Great man. guy. Great. I, he's the best. All right, we'll take a break. Come back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, We skipped the B-File earlier. It is 1040. Normally we do the B-File about an hour ago. Uh, but we're going to do it now because we had a great conversation with Chad Smith, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we just couldn't stop talking. That's it. it. Sorry. Uh, so I'll keep this one short, but let's do it. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at ADMoyer.com. Uh, the Verge published a story about how uh, this thing called Citizen, an app that appears to encourage vigilante justice, encouraged its users to hunt down the wrong person and presumably bring them to justice in the mistaken assumption that a person had started the uh, Palisades wildfire in Los Angeles last week. Yeah. The company was actually offering a $30,000 bounty. Uh, that cannot be a legal thing That's to do. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, now learning the same company is apparently planning to offer its own private security forces to users. In fact, one citizen-branded patrol car has already been spotted out in the wild. Uh, report Does goes, it look like the Ghostbusters vehicle? Yeah, further than that. Uh, though digging through internal documents and speaking to former employees who describe a privatized secondary emergency response network that would respond to an app user's request. So, it's okay, man. We've got it from here. Thought that was pretty weird. Wow. Okay. How about this one? A North Carolina woman is accused of forging checks and taking more than $150,000 from the church where she worked. Betty Fowler Collins, 79 years old, was arrested and charged with one count of embezzlement and eight counts of Forgery. I'm sorry, I just thought we could take it. Uh, Collins, who's the church's secretary treasurer, is accused of forging bank checks drawn from the account of Liberty Baptist Church. Oh, it's for other people. And embezzling the money uh, from January 2009 to August 2020. She was jailed on $25,000 bond. It's always the one you least expect. Exactly. This is a messed up story. An ultra marathon in northwest China yeah. became fatal after extreme cold weather struck on Saturday. 21 people were killed what? in the rugged Gansu province. 
The 62-mile race kicked off earlier in the weekend when nearly 200 runners clad in T-shirts and shorts under overcast skies near the site along the Yellow River. The route would take runners through deep canyons and up to elevations over 3,000 feet. A mountainous section of the race was hit by hail and freezing rain by midday Saturday, and over 1,200 rescuers were dispatched, but a landslide following the severe weather hampered their efforts, so everything just went wrong. Completely effed up. The death sparked outrage on Chinese social media, mainly directed at the regional government over its lack of contingency planning. Uh, Several official weather reports predicted strong winds and drops in temperatures over the weekend. Officials bowed and apologized on Sunday during the news briefing, taking responsibility for the tragedy. Sorry. And then we only have time for one more story. Out of uh, Washington State, security at Lincoln Square in downtown Bellevue reported an incident on Thursday. Police said a woman met a man at the mall for a first date. And when he started writing things in chalk in various places outside Lincoln Square, the woman told police she got nervous. Police said the man wrote multiple messages, including free Palestine and suicide bombing in the mall, drawn with a little smiley face beneath it. I'm really going to wow her with this stuff. Yeah, it's her first date. Bet uh, I'm going to get laid. After <laughs> after officers located the man, the woman confirmed that he had written the messages. Now uh, to close the deal. The, 30, the bombing gambit. The 33-year-old man was booked into jail for bomb threats and malicious mischief. So, whoops. And there you go. Uh, that is what we have in a short, bizarre file for you this morning. Now, we're going to ask to do everything else. We're going to ask the lesson question. And we are going to give away a $50 Metro Diner gift card if you can tell me what up-and-coming new artist will The weekend be collaborating with in his next project. That's from early this morning. It's before 7 a.m. What up-and-coming new artist will The weekend be collaborating with in his next project? Let's see if you heard it. It's made up. It's not real. Don't go looking up any information about The weekend because you won't find out. 215-263-WMMR will do the trash while you call us with your answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we go today. Steve, what's up in the trash? Well, the Jacksons claiming that the BBC's Martin Bashir, who nefariously deceived Princess Diana for an interview, did the same thing to Michael Jackson. The Jacksons say that Bashir was committed to making something salacious out of a middle-aged reclusive drug addict with a detachable nose throwing 10-year-old-only boy slumber parties. No, wow. <laughs> Lamar Odom claiming he will knock out celebrity boxing opponent Aaron Carter in the first round of their upcoming Atlantic City fight. Odom says if you want to get your money's worth, you better show up for the undercard fight between Coolio and Dan Rather. <laughs> and finally, the cast of The Brady Bunch is getting back together for a lifetime Christmas movie. Due to the now advanced stage of the cast, Lifetime says the movie will be called Death by Natural Clauses. Oh. <laughs> That's your Hollywood show. How clever. Yes. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid, the lesson question, sorry. Uh, what up-and-coming new artist will The weekend be collaborating with on his next project? And I will go to Tim for the answer. Hey, Tim. Richard Grieco. Hey, Richard yes. Grieco. You're very correct. Or right. Rico Suave. No. All right. Oh, my God. What? Oh, no. he was doing his Dr. Mike, but he oh. messed it up. Oh. <laughs> he went with Richard Quinko instead of Rico Swamp. Oh, like, I, thought that was a, I thought that was a great riff. <laughs> we were like, yeah, Richard Grieco. Richard, of course, Richard Grieco. We're all Richard Grieco fan. Richard I was Grieco's thinking right. Richard Grieco, you see right through me yeah. uh, from Night at the Roxbury. But no, you were going for Rico, Rico Swamp. I want to live forever. <laughs> all right, Tim, what's the answer? Who's the weekend collaborating with? Uh, Bernie. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
the Bernies. Hey, $50 Metro Diner gift card. Richard, great go. You can enjoy <laughs> breakfast favorites that you can grab to go with Metro Diner's newest headline, <laughs> head hand, handhelds. Head hand? Mine head. My head. Mine head. head. Uh, including an Italian meat lovers and Southwestern breakfast burritos stuffed in a tortilla and sealed with a waffle iron press. Yes, I would like a handheld waffle, please. Order yours today at MetroDiner.com or savor while seated at your local diner. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by Jersey Mike's. You can download the Jersey Mike's app, order ahead, and skip the line. Jersey Mike's be a sub above. So, Foo Fighters, uh, Dave Grohl will serve as a special guest host tonight on The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon. Huh. Uh, Grohl and Fallon will team up on the monologue, games, and guest interviews with comedian Jeff Jeffries and musical guest Blake Shelton. That's all that I know about. I don't, I don't know if he's ever had like a co-host before. No, he's had. I think he's had once or twice people step in to <laughs> fill to in. Host, yeah. yeah. Uh, music gear that belonged to the great Randy Rhodes were recovered after Ozzy Osbourne announced that he would be offering twenty five thousand dollars for a reward. Randy's first guitar and the original PV amp used for his Quiet Right album were recovered after being stolen from a school that has ties to Rhodes. Hmm. Cops are now investigating how the items were stolen. No arrests have been made. And as far as Ozzy's reward, sources say that the that it is unclaimed. The person that turned in the gear did not request a reward. Uh, although two of the items were returned, some have not. Uh, Randy's mother, um, Randy's mother's Great Depression-era trumpet is still missing, along with some of the other items that Ozzy mentioned in his post back in December of 2019. Some of it is back, so that's good. good. Uh, let's see, and just one more quick story, and then we'll wrap it up. Despite the breathtaking harmonies found in the 50th anniversary box set, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young's Deja Vu collection, according to the long-estranged David Crosby and Graham Nash, a reunion with Stephen Stills and Neil Young is not in the cards. Nah. Uh, the new Force Disc collection, which was curated by Nash, features 38 newly released tracks. Uh, demos, uh, outtakes, alternative versions, and so on. So uh, apparently, uh, Crosby, Still, Crosby, Nash, and Stephen Sills were all interviewed separately on CBS Sunday morning. David Crosby was asked if he saw himself and Graham Nash ever patching up their splintered relationship. He said, I don't. He said, no, I don't expect to be friends with Graham at any point. Wow, he man. Said, and he said, uh, Neil hates my guts. He said, I said bad stuff about his girlfriend, probably. And then he whispers to himself and says, don't say it, David. Now, Graham Nash was asked if he communicates with his bandmates. He said, Stephen, Neil, and I are great. We talk often. We don't talk to David. He said, you know, when there's when that silver thread that connects a band gets broken, it's very difficult to glue the ends together. It doesn't quite work. And so the things that happened in my and David's life broke that silver thread and for the life of me, I can't put it back together. Mm. He said, I do wish I could only because of the loss of music. But he says it's it, it's over. I saw. I told you, there's a documentary, and they, they're talking to David Crosby, and he free, freely admits that he's an a-hole and that he's he, he's just hard to get along with. I had but, always heard that Stephen Stills was the jerk amongst like, the crew. But early on, yeah. but that appears to have changed dramatically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know. That's too bad. All these these guys that create such great music. Yeah. You know. Yep. All right, and that is it. That's what I have in the music news for you. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get our first letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Hand it over to Pierre and send you about your day, dear friend. We'll be right back. 
Amy Lee and Lizzie Hale live in Studio Z with Pierre and Jackson talking onstage collaborations for their upcoming tour and what it means to get back on stage. Plus, watch the latest video from The Offspring and check out the Struts cover of Queen's classic, We Will Rock You. Click Contests and enter for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets for the 2021 Eggs with Peg event at Keenan's North Wildwood, Friday, May 28th from Coors Light. Made to chill. Something I meant to say all morning long and completely got set aside through the whole course of the morning. I want to wish a very happy birthday to Mike Javorka, who you may know better as... Mr. Peanut. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Peanut celebrates his birthday today. And I think he's 49. 49. Wow. Uh, so life is going pretty well now, right? Mike's awesome, dude. He's Since just... he came out of his shell. Oh, Lordy. Happy birthday, Mike. He's uh, awesome. And uh, massive uh, supporter of the Preston and Steve show. As you would know, he, did, he has put his life on the line. Literally. For uh, this very radio program. So thanks, Mike. Happy birthday to you. Uh, I also want to thank Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi was on earlier this morning and promoting the uh, National Memorial Day concert, which is this Sunday, and it will air at 8 p.m. on uh, PBS. And he and uh, Gary Sinise and uh, Joe Montaigne and others uh, on board with that. So it was cool. And a great conversation this morning. Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who has his uh, North American Fine Art Tour, The Art of Chad Smith, limited engagement of foreign, a fine art exhibition at the Ocean Galleries in Stone Harbor. And that's Friday through Monday. He's going to be there on Saturday and Sunday doing appearances. And you can check the website, OceanGalleries.com or WMMR.com for details. Think you might head over? Maybe. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool to go by and say hello to him. Maybe on Sunday or something like that. Yeah. We'll see about that. Hi, Pierre. Good day. How are you? Gets very crowded. Uh, I've been at that gallery oh, before. Graham okay. Nash had a... Uh, Graham Nash does incredible photography and did painting and had a huge showing at that gallery. Uh so uh, get there early if you're going. I'm uh, definitely. It's a lovely little gallery, though, yeah. uh, and a cute little town, too. Yeah, Stone Harbor's uh, beautiful. Great conversation. That is, that you, again, Nick spots something weird in the background. <laughs> says, look behind you. I just like, he yelled at me when, he, when I came on the camera with the Zoom. He's like, who the hell are you? Uh, but it was great, and he, I mean, it was just such a cool conversation um, with the you know guy. It was just a chat. You know, it was not an right, interview. Right. It was just a really nice conversation with a cool dude. Yeah. Excellent. Did you have a good weekend? Yes, very nice. Thank you. Very Excellent. nice. Uh, we're already diving into the coffee break, so we better get right to the letter of the day. You ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. S as in Sam. All right, and we have to give away a $300 prize from Ardent Credit Union. Uh, brought to you by Ardent Credit Union's free auto buying concierge service, and you can visit Ardent carbuying.com for uh, details. Uh, what's up on today's wonderful radio program? Well, thank you uh, for that. Uh, we will have uh, workforce blocks of the Black Crows for Rich Robinson's birthday, Iron Maiden, and um, <laughs> he, what is the other word he's got me saying now? I, I don't know. There's so many of them. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Trentone. Trentone. <laughs> uh, Check it out. Kings of Leon. Oops, what was it? Kayak? Kayak. Yeah. Kayak. kayak. You can't say kayak. I'm going to go uh, kayak riding this weekend. I've got a, I rented a kayak. I'm going out in the on the water. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> but the Friday show, I'll tell you, it is stunning. It I is. Listen to it again on Friday. Just an amazing. Uh, I mean, they should submit that show for awards. It would get its own um, Crystal Award or something. Hmm. Anyway, um, Workforce Blocks will also have I, 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 Iron Maiden, um, <laughs> Black Crows, and Bob Dylan for his 80th. We'll do probably an hour. We'll go long for Bob Dylan. So we'll start it's a big that one. one. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, there you go. All right, thank you, Pierre, and I want to thank our sponsors, Preston C. Show, brought to you today by Acme. They have everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also, uh, A.D. Moyer, higher quality building materials, fair prices, and trusted experts since 1939. And also, Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow on the program, fingers crossed, big uh, announcement from our friend Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And Mythic Quest and so on and a lot of other great things. So we'll check in with him. And from SNL, Melissa uh, Valesenor will be on the show, I love too. her. So we will uh, we'll have guests plenty tomorrow's program. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two bat two bat bat padu ga ga bat